The podcast you are listening to of Holmberg's Morning Sickness is brought to you by my friends at Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Meet, mesquite, repeat. Trust me on this one. You've had barbecue before, but you haven't had it this good. Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Eric'sFamilyBBQ.com. There's only one Eric's Family Barbecue location in Arizona. That's right, just one. It's in Avondale, and it's worth the drive over and over again. Barbecue restaurants that have several locations usually cut their quality for expansion. Not Eric's Family Barbecue. Eric serves Texas-style barbecue that never disappoints, always delicious, never rushed, and prepared to perfection. Now, we know brisket is king, but have you tried their pulled pork with coleslaw? It's a match made in heaven. Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Meet, mesquite, repeat. Go to ericsfamilybbq.com for more information. Still streaming. Holmberg's Morning Sickness. Online at 98kupd.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Good morning, everybody. Hello there. Welcome to Wednesday. This is the Morning Sickness. My name's John. There's Brady. There's Brett. There's Big Dick Toledo. We are off and running another chilly morning, but uh, we're getting used to it now. Now we're just living our... Winter dreams, but it's uh, it's chilly again. So be careful out there. Bundle up. Don't freeze today. Had to scrape the windshield a little bit this morning. Did you? Not, Hello. Yeah. Not Still, too bad, but not as bad as yesterday. Getting the freeze on there. Yeah. yeah. Well, no more of that. You'll have a couple more days of chilly, and then we're fine again. Don't worry about it. We'll be okay. Our winter is uh, basically yesterday, today, and then maybe tomorrow in the week. I'll get you a scraper for tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, got to get a good scraper, and you have to scrape. <laughs> I just wait, you know, just drive around, it'll melt. Yeah, you know, people don't, I hate that. I hate those seasons, people. We need seasons. I mean, you you were a kid when you said, you think of that, I need winter. You were a child. You've never been an adult driving no. in that nonsense. I remember my dad boiling water in the morning to pour it on his car door to get the ice off of the lock or off of, so it would open. And then pouring it all over the window, like slowly, so that big chunk sheets of ice would come off. Like, that's... That's your seasons. Take your seasons and shove them up your ass. I'll take this all day. It's a little bit cold. No big deal. Uh, I got a call yesterday, and uh, I'm actually, I'm not happy it happened, but I'm happy at what the end result. You know when, you know, they say uh, every action has a reaction, you know, cause yeah. and causality. And get a call yesterday from TV's Doug Hopkins, and the first words out of his mouth after, hi, how are you, after the pleasantries are, you've been right this whole time, society and everybody in it <laughs> and i'm like what and he goes you're right the human experiment is a piece of shit. there's no reason to ever get a, a medical test to find out if you should live longer <laughs> being on this planet <laughs> everybody <laughs> you I'm like doug what's going on jesus yeah i said you, you need to settle down he goes nah the world <laughs> everybody i'm like doug you got, i get your message what's going on doug had a uh a house on Scottsdale and McKellips area, right around there, right? On the border of Tempe, I guess, is that yeah. Tempe-Scottsdale border? Uh, he had it uh, purchased. Now, it was a, evidently it was pretty run down when he got it, and he fixed it up. And he's like, we're not going to be able to get this back on the market 
and, and any sort of, you know, semblance of quality to sell, it'll be sitting. So while we have this empty house, let's Airbnb it uh, and get it together. So uh, he and his group put together all the, you know, the, they, they got his, his, his girlfriend's there and all these people are there and they're putting furniture in it. And he went out and he bought one of those game tables and he, made, he themed it, made a really cool deal, got it all in there a couple days ago. And then uh, went back for the inspection because it's rented already for today. The people are coming today. And went back yesterday, and the backsliding glass door had been bashed out, and everything in it is gone. Oh, man. Everything. In one day, wow. he moved it all in, and the next day, it was all gone. So Doug's end result was F- society. And I said, look, I know this is a really odd time, and you may not see it, but what's happened here is... You've come to the dark side to realize there's no reason. This is a guy who, by the way, spent all of December giving $1,000 to strangers every day through the holidays. Uh, just saying, you know what, I've done really well this year and I want to, and, and he'd videotape it and he's like, here's $1,000 to a waitress at a restaurant who was always nice to his mother. Just, it was one of those people that was like, you know, it was Jesus y. It was kind of wandering around saying, hey, my mom always says you're super nice to us. Uh, Doug's parents are super sweet people. And he's like, I just wanted to be nice back and say, you take care of them when you're when they're here, and I appreciate it. Thousand bucks. Here you go. And he counts out. Tried to give it to a lady at uh, Walmart. Thousand bucks in her hand. Other Walmart employees were like, "Can't do that. Can't give that." And so they started a big thing. So we ended up taking her aside and go, "Here's a thousand bucks. Don't tell anybody." So it was just fantastic. So he did that, and he's like, "I thought good karma would come my way, but f- that nope. F- society. I want my money back. F- those people and f- you. I'm like, all right, Doug." And then he said, what I need you to do is talk to your f- listeners, because I know one of them did it, and find out which one f- broke oh, into my f- house. And I'm dying laughing the whole time. But he's now a cynic, and he's now, because uh, uh, we had big discussions over, he just went and got his colostomy, he got jabbed, and big He's test. had a good run. Oh, he's, yeah, well, he, had a, well, he did it on purpose. Like, that was the thing where you go and actually get tested and i said well that's something you I'd... gotta do it yeah he started yelling at me he said, you gotta do that you're gonna find out if you don't you want to be healthy and live and i'm like no not necessarily i'm okay with not knowing and then just finding out one day oh geez this thing's gonna get me how's huh? it gonna hurt and the doctor would say yeah and i'd be like all right when it starts hurting i'll check out that's fine because i just don't have that you know the human experiment is not that impressive to me so it's not something i want to at least be sick and linger on with, right? If I don't know, if I don't go to the doctor to find out, I won't know I'm sick, unless it hurts. And it drives Doug crazy. When he goes, you were right the whole time. Can't wait to just bubble up in tumors and get the off this thing. I'm like, wow, this infected you. You should need to see this place. Oh, he was going crazy. I can't wait to see his next round of commercials on TV. Oh, it's going to be great. Look, mother I will buy your house for cash. I'm still cool like that. (laughs) I mean, I look at it this way. You know, for him, it's like, imagine how many places he's had in some areas. Yeah, I'm sure. surprised it hadn't happened. You know, this is a different bird. But, yeah, he's, he's never ever. Him. Yeah, he's never put things in those houses. Yeah. He, he sells them. So it's not like. And he said it's been empty for uh, like 30 days. It's been. But the worst would be, you know, at least like you fixed up the place and you go in there and it's trashed. Sure, but there is nothing more violating than uh, your house oh, being broken just... into. I had that happen to me in that place in Sholo. when I got the call the day after Christmas, do you own this? Blah blah blah. And uh, Elaine Warren, yep. Yeah. Well, somebody busted in last night. I'm like, what they got? And he goes, pretty much everything. I'm like, no kidding. I drove all the way up there. And the minute you walk in a house that's been burglarized, you feel absolutely uh, victimized. It's a weird thing. Oh, yeah, you do. You feel you feel you feel raped. You walk in, you see that your closet is empty, except for a few things that are inevitably just tossed to the side. 
The bed was gone. I mean, they got everything, and it feels awful. They stole your bed, too? They stole everything. Oh, they, everything God. but a couch, they took That's everything. That's the thing they get you, too, because they had to have been monitoring this thing. Oh, sure. Right they're, they're the watching. Window, yeah. And whether or not someone in the uh, on that block knew about it and they're her friend. Oh, they're, 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 and they're, they're just... Well, that's dude. what the inspector for Airbnb, who was going through making sure the house is okay for the people to call back and say, all right, everything's going to be great. You can come in at noon. We'll have the keys ready here. And the, the inspector's like, I'm pretty sure they, they left when I got here. I'm pretty sure they I broke this up because there was a few things that were moved but not taken yet, like the fridge and stuff like that. So if you are the or if you are the piece of that did this to TV's Doug Hopkins, you know, give it back. What's wrong with you? What the f- is wrong with you? So did he have to uh, scramble canceled yesterday? It. To, oh, canceled. no kidding. Have to, you got to cancel because the back door's blown out. Oh. You can't. And those aren't cheap, and you can't just order one of those and have it show up. It's gonna be a few days. So yeah, pretty garbagey. Yeah, but he was. I couldn't help it, but like, oh, that's terrible news. And then, and then I'm just in hysterics after because he's so mad and he's yelling at everybody. Like he was lashing out. Getting it out. Remember that scene that uh, um, Lieutenant Dan was mad at God. And yeah, that was Doug yesterday. He's floating around screaming, "All right, you! I don't like you, and you don't like me." But I felt bad for him. So if you do have any idea who did it, who done it, and then he's like, nobody, nobody f-ing cares. And I didn't know this, but now when you have one of those situations that happen, the new rule is that you go online and report it. And, uh, nobody shows up at the house. You just go on and say, I've been, I have to make a report here that my house has been broken into. And here's the stuff that's missing and things like that. It's online. It's all online. You don't call and bother and waste uh, police resources. Essentially, they're not coming. According to Doug, I don't know if that's like if there's another way to make the cops show up. But this was the, what they told him, like, go online and make a report. Like, oh, my God. Because, you know, what are they going to do? Oh, get on Craigslist. Yeah. Boy, he was he's crazy. still posted up there. But the good thing is, is uh, he now sees the world properly. It's now a proper way to see things. He said, you know what? Judge people immediately by looking at them and saying, this is probably somebody that would rob my house. I'm not going to deal with them. Uh, go with Martin Luther King's philosophy of... Uh, Make sure that everybody around you is you're skeptical of them until they prove otherwise. That's basically judge them by the content of their character. Get to know everybody. But if you don't know them, stranger danger persists. This whole thing that everybody's your buddy and love will prevail is garbage. Stranger danger. If you see a stranger, suspect them of something horrible until they prove to you that they didn't do anything horrible. It's a fact. I saw an interview with an old English woman yesterday, 100 years old. And they said, what's the secret to um, long life love? Don't talk to strangers and never date a strange man. Avoid strange people. Like, okay, judgment is the key to a long life. Excellent answer. We got to get out of this hole. Everybody's okay. Normal is normal and weird is weird. And people who want to be weirdos or jerks need to be judged immediately. And that's how you survive if you want to, to be 100 years old. I have no interest in that. That sounds I would say be more honest to 100-year-old people. That's the key. That's pretty honest. The key honest. is don't do it. You don't want to be 100. Yeah, die. die. Su- <laughs> Suicide at 80. Why are you asking me what I want? I'll give you the secret. The secret of lasting long is not having the courage to end it earlier. I live in a puddle of my own filth regularly. Last night, Suns game, they had a guy who was a World War II veteran. What a story. And he's like, you know, and I'm sitting there thinking, this dude's got to be mid-90s right now. And there they showed him, and he's getting a Suns jersey, and the you know, crowd's going crazy, and everybody's both happy and proud of him. He's a 
veteran of World War II. That's amazing. And then I'm looking at him. I'm like, and they and they started to show pictures of him when he was young. And then they showed him in his wheelchair, and it's like, oh, but, you know, you'd like to you'd like to go out any other way than incapacitated. At least me, he can want to do that all day, but I can look at that and go, good on you, what a life. It's time to go. It's time to go. This party's been over for a while. The question, why? Yeah, word. And they gave him the jersey, and he couldn't. He didn't have a strength to reach for the jersey. And I'm like, ah, oh. it's it. But yeah, cynicism wins. But if you are the dickheads that stole from a house around Scottsdale and McAllister, I don't know the area very well. Uh, give it back. I like how he assumes it's our listeners too. He does. Well, that's what he's. <laughs> I mean, he did. It's your listeners. I just know it. I've been to your U Fest. I know what the some of those. Look like I think it's the morning messes listeners. Actually, <laughs> I don't. I don't disagree. <laughs> I told them that too. I said, "Now hold on, that's good judgment, fair." Because we have a large audience. There's some people out there that we talk to every day that are horrible human oh, beings. Absolutely, I think you can't get this many people in a bunch that we have and not have a good portion of them being, you know, absolute <laughs> tards. So there's no doubt we we talk on a morning every morning to a, a bunch of dickheads. No question. Uh, criminal ones too, and uh, but there's other stations in town that do it too. They just have a smaller audience, probably a higher percentage of f tards. Oh yeah. If you listen to the morning mess, you're kind of already an f tard. You have a very low bar for entertainment, <laughs> so that's kind of a thing. But uh, yeah, so sorry for uh, Doug Hopkins. You see Doug Hopkins today. Pat him on the back and say, "It's not all bad, dude." But keep your eyes open because most people are dicks. So society, man, that's what I say. That's a beautiful thing. It's never, ever, this is a cynical, horrible thing to say. It's never, ever, ever going to all come together where we're getting along. Rodney King, the answer to your question is no. Can't we all get along? No. No. We've tried. It doesn't work. There's nothing. The best we can do is be suspicious of each other on a constant basis and uh, keep, keep it arm's length from everyone else. That's, That's how you get along. It's not getting along. That is uh, getting by. There's a difference. Getting along is like, hi, buddy. It's, no, we get along. You and I, we get along. Yeah. Uh, us and KDKB, we get by. Keep them at an arm's length. I don't want, I don't want them coming down. Well, I mean, think about it. Whenever the other stations come to our side of the building, what the hell is that guy doing here? We're immediately like, what's going on? Oh, yeah. What's going on? He's got we, a couch we, in we, his we hands. We bow up. We get territorial. Start wondering. And we know them enough. But, you know, what are they coming down here to steal something? They're coming down to... What are they, eyeballing something? We just assume they're up to no good. And that's the assumption you should have for everyone. Never talk to strange people. That's her success story. <laughs> Not Twinkies and coffee every morning or... A shot of whiskey in the afternoon, a shot of whiskey before bed. And all those people that love that. Big people love hearing that when an old man lives to be like a thousand and they say a secret is pancakes and sausages and a Twinkie. And then big people are like, ah, it's not food. I can do whatever. This is a lady who's just after my heart. A beautiful, beautiful statement of people are pricks. Know that early on and you'll live forever. <laughs> Strange man who's interviewing me. <laughs> now, so, you know, introduce. You can, it doesn't mean that you, you, you isolate completely. You just don't deal with. That would have been great if You look that. at if he was a strange man. You're one of them. <laughs> I don't like no, the looks away. of him. That's what old people all have. They have, I don't like the looks of him. And they just start saying it. We hang out with that old lady, Paula, 93, and she just goes, ugh, avoid him. I'm like, why? I don't like the looks of him. And I'm like, god damn it, that is the way it should be. 
That is the way life should be. My grandfather always just said, oh. guys, NG, no good. No like, okay. good. Oh. Yeah, you saw, yeah, NG, I got nervous. Ooh. I know. His, his grandfather's. Hey, well, well. NG's just a puzzle on Wheel of Fortune missing some letters. I know, Gramps. <laughs> I get it. At least you've narrowed it down to two of the letters. <laughs> no good. So, sorry, Doug. We love you, and uh, you've got friends. <laughs> Don't make any more. They're not worth it. Martin Luther King's speech was all about judging people, but not by the color of their skin, by all the other stuff. Just because they're a different color doesn't make them an asshole. They're human beings. We're all assholes deep down. Assume that until they prove you otherwise. But yeah, being broke, having what your house, a pain. man, having your house broken into, I can tell you from experience, there's, and it, you know, you don't think it until it's happened to you. That, that feeling is a, uh, it's like the flu. It's a feeling. It, is, it isn't just an imaginary, like, oh, gosh. Your body reacts when you walk into a house that someone who shouldn't have been in there was in. And your body reacts in the worst ways. You feel sick. You feel like you can never be there again. They're coming back. They've been watching. Like, all the stuff that you're like, oh, I was a target. I'm, I am a victim, and I'm helpless to it. And your body gets, you get weak and sick and weird, and it's awful. There's no worse feeling having your house broken into uh, for, you know, your stuff, things like that. Your car, for some reason, is like, ah, crap. But usually it's not at home. When, you're, when your sanctuary is breached and things are stolen, that's not even his house. It's just something he owns and his property was in it. It feels awful. I felt bad. It was probably 16 years ago when I was looking for a house. And uh, my real estate person said, hey, I want you to check this area out. I know it's not on map, but check it out. It's a gated community, South Mountain. Nice. They just built. So we go over there and get through the gate. The first home, she's like, this is the one I want to show you. There's the, the, the custom door uh-huh. shattered, kicked just in. B- busted well, down. Yeah. That uh, concludes this tour <laughs> of the neighborhood. I'm not. That's what you call a <laughs> shithole. I'm not moving into it. Yeah, that's not a good thing. See, I always look at gated communities like, what are you afraid of? Like, something happened here, right? It's like, no, it's to keep the riffraff out. I see both sides. Yeah. Depends on the neighborhood. When I see a gated community in a, like, you know, Chandler over by that San Marcos, is that oh, yeah. and you see all the stuff that used to be around there, and then that beautiful gated community, I'm like, well, you're obviously keeping them out. Like, the people across the street, that's who you've, you've targeted. So they've come over before, and you've had it. So you built a gator. But they Different. don't realize it's open probably now uh, at least 20, 30 times a day with Amazon Prime. <laughs> right. They, they all have the go. They got to do the deliveries. My favorite are new neighborhoods that gate. Like, we're preemptive striking the riffraff. We're gonna we're not even near a bad neighborhood, and we still know that you're going to see this in one end. So the gated community is a giant f*** you to everybody else. Like, that's a, that's a way to live. If they didn't make you pay for gated communities, I'd love to do it. Me and my gay neighbors have talked about putting a huge gate at the end of the cul-de-sac. Evidently, against city codes. No, oh, no it's, it's, it's a fairly hard process to gate yeah, the road off. Yeah. But we were going to have an, I mean, imagine my gay neighbors. I told them, you design it. Mine will be so basic, it's ridiculous. It's going to be like driving into heaven. Oh, yeah. The pearls and the, the giant Fish birds. Fish with and the, water oh, coming out of their mouths. Yeah, we would have fountains on the edges Some and sides. Mouths, yeah. Just that, yeah, yeah, that might, might not be water. Who's was the shooting sort of a um, milky, viscous substance from that fish's mouth. That gate's made of 20 Davids. Yeah, it would be, I, I would, I would, yeah, just a bunch of peeing boys. I'd be fine with that. It's still a gate. 
And it would probably, every time it opened, you'd probably, oh, song start, birds fly out of it. But yeah, evidently that's a harder process than if you can't gate off your road from the other people. Like, why? In a twink circle, then. What about fire trucks and stuff? Yeah, we'll give them a code. Here's the remote. If both people in the (laughs) cul-de-sac want a gate, why not? Nobody else pulling in there. I mean, think you guys got to you guys got to agree to repair the roads and all. Sure. Like you got to maintain the the we street there and, all and that take stuff. it down. Yeah, oh, yeah we would be in, we would be in uh, the the roads would be pink and flowery. I'd be yeah. fine with that. It's, it's awesome. And that's just to gate out anybody who just shouldn't even be wandering around. Weirdo. Yeah. So sorry, Doug. Keep but him man, off oh that man. pony wall. He for a few days is going to hate humanity, and it does feel te- like it's, I mean. It, 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 those videos where he was so happy with, you know, like all these people, the, the money he was giving these people. One lady broke down in tears, told him my husband just got sick. We weren't going to, you know, one of those it was movie things. We're not going to have Christmas. This saves Christmas. And Doug's, Doug's Jewish for God's sake. You know, like saving Christmas is the worst thing he can do. It's the other, it's, he should be fighting against it. It's a beautiful moment. And then this happens. So he's like, nothing comes back. There is no karma. There is no good deeds. You and I'm like, that's why quit saying that to me. <laughs> he had to get it out. And then I said, Are you coming to the Suns game tonight? No, I sold my tickets anyway. F- <laughs> move, Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> I missed my beeper. Anyway, it was a sad thing. So if you see Doug today, give him a pat on the back. If you see him on TV, pat your TV. Poor little fella. And if you've had your house violated, yeah, <laughs> Sorry, I'm sorry for you. And all you douchebags who've ever busted into a house. And you're all busting in for drugs, you losers. You're breaking into people's things and stealing them. Having those, you know, you're, you're, a, you're, a, you're the reason society sucks. That's it. We could all get along if it wasn't for losers. And you know who's to blame? The mother and the father. They were losers that raised the loser. That's basically all it is. Period. Start hitting your kids. Start hitting your hard, kids. harder, harder. You got to hit them harder. Those little pats on the butt aren't working. Those little love taps and standing in corners and timeouts. It's a bunch of bull. <laughs> Just let them all to be fentanyl addicts who live at your house until they're thirty. Give them a whack. Sometimes you're sitting there going, "Ah, oh, our new method didn't work. Let's let's try the old way until we come up with something else." But a nice swift swat on the ass, and I'll tell you what else: no more seatbelts for a few years. That worked for us in the seventies. It made us cautious. The people that sit in front of me at the Suns game, they bring their, their baby. He's like one and a half. And I've seen him there a few times. And the guy's a listener, and he's talking to me. And uh, I looked at his baby's head. has got a big bruise on it. And I'm like, you know what's good here? I'm seeing a mother and a father and a kid with a bruise on his head. I'm like, somebody's getting it done. You guys are getting it right. And he goes, yeah, you fell off of something. He goes, I kept telling him, don't stand up. Don't stand. He's standing on the edge of this thing. And he's like, don't stand. And then he fell down, hit his head. And he's like, guess what he doesn't do anymore? I'm like, stand up. And he goes, yeah, he doesn't do that on that little thing anymore. He's not standing. Learn less. Big wonk on your head will learn your lesson. And uh, dad's, dad's, you know, even a flick from my dad's middle finger on my forehead. Punk. God Damn it, how does that finger hurt so much? All right, I got to stop doing whatever that is. Whack your kids around. Five across the mouth. It always helps. Ready, go home and hit Kirby. That's enough of that. Whatever she's up to, whatever she, whatever she's doing that you don't like, she needs a good swap. Because the dangerous thing is there. Sorry, I wake her up on the weekend. She'll kick your ass. That's the problem. <laughs> you want to go, old man? Let's do this. Okay, I'm sorry. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> if you imagine Brady spanking Kirby, no. the presence that would come to Kirby. Like, Kirby, the best thing that could happen is you could piss Brady off. 
and and have him actually swat you once because you would you'd get a Rolls Royce. You'd have so much guilt gift. I hit her. Here's a Wendy's franchise. I'm sorry. <laughs> Daddy sold all his bone marrow so I could buy you this Ferrari. That's better. Now I hit me again, old man. All I need is my Shriners blanket. <laughs> yeah, you would be the saddest man in the world if this paddleball oh, game and this remote. I smacked her. Oh, she's never gonna love me again. That's right, Danny. Unless you got me a Rolls Royce. <laughs> F- you. Anyway, don't break into people's houses, losers. If you're thinking about it, or you just did it, stop. Turn around and give it back. Breaking into houses. That was with my friend Grant once. I didn't know what we were doing. Grant was the guy that, I'm surprised he's still alive. In fact, we used to say, when Grant dies, not if Grant dies, and then we'd make plans for his stuff. When Grant dies, I want that guitar. Like, that was a kind of, I want that whole, he had a Les Paul, I think he probably stole it. So one day, uh, we're driving along on uh, at, and over by Dobson Ranch Golf Course, and he goes, oh, bro, stop for a second. I'm like, why? Stop. I'm like, all right. I'm two other guys in the car, so I stop. He's like, my, my brother lives in here. I'll be right back. And, uh, Five minutes later, Grant comes running out with clothes and an amplifier. Go, 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 go. I'm like, what just happened? They're not home. I broke in. I got my stuff back. I'm like, well, this isn't mine. And he holds up the amp. And I'm like, you stole that amp. Well, I want this. It's a PV amp. It's a mini amp. But God damn it. Am I driving a getaway car right Accessory. now? What just happened? Just go. Like, no. Put it back. It's my brother's house. It's cool. If it was cool, you wouldn't be running away. What are we doing? Thanks for driving the getaway car, bro. Uh, no, I did not do that. Don't tell me. I drove. I didn't. I'm telling your brother what we did. Don't. And then they're like, I can't be friends with this guy anymore. He's busting in his Not too hard like, for him to put it together. His clothes. <laughs> right. Well, I don't know if they were his clothes. <laughs> yeah. they, uh, this stuff's all mine. He claimed it like it was his. And then he held up the amp. Except this. He made clear the thing he actually did. Except this. I wanted this. Did he hook you up with anything for driving a getaway car? I didn't want anything. Car? No, I didn't. I didn't. Man, I wanted weird. out. I wanted out. This is so Italian. I wanted out. I didn't want the pack of cigarettes. Every time or I get out there, once you're in with Grant, there's no leaving. <laughs> right. I'm like Grant. I'm not driving. Never, ever, ever. For a man named Grant Steinbrugge, never pull over when he says, "Hang on a second, I want to go in here for a second. Because it's gonna. It's it's a it's. It's, he's going to rob this, the TCBY. He's going in. He's got to say hi to somebody at this yeah. house. He doesn't want yogurt. He doesn't want to say hello. He, he's going to rob the place. There's no question. I'm going to pull go, over, go, the, go, go, pull go, over go. the yogurt shop. I'm going in. Why? Nobody wants yogurt. Just do it. Why are you bringing a gun in with yeah, you? Why do you have your mask? What are you doing, Grant? Just hold on. Wait here a second. I'm coming back. With yogurt? That machine won't fit in my trunk. <laughs> drive, drive. It was crazy. Yeah, don't bring in a, Don't do that anymore. Man, I can say that till I'm blue in the face, but Doug Hopkins is right. F- society. There's people out there, who oh, Doug's rich. He's fine. And that's the problem we've got. Yeah, that's, he can take it. That's the attitude we've got that makes everything miserable. It's the class war that some people have and some people don't, and the ones who don't think that robbing the ones that do is some sort of vindication. You know, those kids needed to be knocked around more. That's all there is to it. That's it. Or thrown in jail at an early age. That's it. Like seven. You can tell. If your kid's a loser right now, you can tell. Put him in a, put him in a cage and let him get used to it. That's how it's going to work. Uh, let's get a wake-up song in honor of poor Doug. 585 uh, 9800 A good one.
and we'll scream it together. It's 98 KUPD. Wake up! Arizona's most powerful rock radio station. He said fully erect. 98 all these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. The podcast you are listening to of Holmberg's Morning Sickness is brought to you by my friends at Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Meet, mesquite, repeat. Trust me on this one. You've had barbecue before, but you haven't had it this good. Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Eric'sFamilyBBQ.com. There's only one Eric's Family Barbecue location in Arizona. That's right, just one. It's in Avondale, and it's worth the drive over and over again. Barbecue restaurants that have several locations usually cut their quality for expansion. Not Eric's Family Barbecue. Eric serves Texas-style barbecue that never disappoints, always delicious, never rushed, and prepared to perfection. Now, we know brisket is king, but have you tried their pulled pork with coleslaw? It's a match made in heaven. Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Meet, mesquite, repeat. Go to ericsfamilybbq.com for more information. Still streaming. Holmberg's Morning Sickness. Online at 98kupd.com. Wednesday morning. Beautiful Wednesday morning. Uh, chilly and cold and everything that you've always loved about wintertime. And we've got that going for us. Glorious thing. People emailing me about all the times they've had their house broken into. And they're all f- society people like TV's Doug Hopkins. It's crazy. It's crazy. Uh, And I have to say uh, two things. Last night, here's another thing that makes me kind of, I have to bring it up. We all know the Make-A-Wish Foundation is a wonderful program, everything else. A lot of times I don't understand it. Like Dave Chappelle uh, brought it up about the kid who Michael Jackson uh, initially got into the court case with. He's a -A Make-A-Wish kid. It was like 1989, 90, something like that. And he goes to his house and then like 10 years later says, uh, you know, Michael did this and that to him. And he goes, first off, you're make- are you- why are you still here? You're a Make-A-Wish kid. Your yeah. wish was like before you. Yeah, this thing. was supposed to be it, right? And, uh, and they said, and also what kid, you know, at age nine was, you know, asking for Michael Jackson as their Make-A-Wish. And that's kind of what everybody's saying. In 1990, he didn't know about Thriller. He was two when it happened. So uh, all that stuff. So Make-A-Wish has always had a thing where I'm like, yeah, that's right. There's there's a strangeness to it. The Batman boy that they closed San Francisco for, he's okay. So last night at the Suns game, a girl wanted to meet Kelly Oubre Jr., who used to play for the Suns, now plays for the Charlotte Hornets. That was her Make-A-Wish. Also a big Suns fan. So yesterday afternoon, they, they had her over, and uh, Kelly Oubre and Devin Booker shows up. And, and that's like season... Pure heaven now. Her goal was double. To meet, look, if your NBA dream is to meet Kelly Oubre Jr. and Devin Booker shows up, you've got a name massive upgrade in your wish. Oh yeah, I mean, ridiculous. It's like wanting to meet Jeff Blauser and Greg Maddox pops by. It's like, what the hell did I just? Win? I, this is the best thing that's ever happened to me. So Booker comes in, and goes, "He's still rooting for the Suns, right?" She's, she's in tears, and then I, you know, they they made a point to say that that was a thing. And then uh, I realized, like, well, all right, well, this is a pretty big wish. What ha- what's going on? She's been uh, 
she's been fine for a couple of years. She had leukemia, which is sad and all that, made a wish a few years ago, and she's better. So she was on the waiting list. <laughs> all right, you get off the waiting list. finally got to her. Your wish should have been, I don't want leukemia anymore, and that wish was granted. <laughs> so move on to a wish of a kid that's not going to make it. I know Make-A-Wish doesn't do it for all dying kids, but the ones who got better, you're off the list. You're not going to meet Kelly Oubre and Devin Booker. You're better. Better wish happened. You're, you're leukemia-free. You're in remission. Maybe, that, maybe that's the tough call for Make-A-Wish. No, it isn't. They're like, Let sorry, me do it then. You're not... You're not Sick enough. I can make that call. I know. Don't you worry about that. I can make that call. Excuse me. Is they that, need a person. They like need you. a guy like me to call. I'm sorry. Your your wish was to meet Kelly Oubre, but you got a better wish. You don't have leukemia. You're not a make a wish kid anymore. That's a better wish. Who would you rather have? Leukemia and meet Kelly Oubre Jr. or not be a make a wish kid at all? Not be a make a wish. Not, yeah, that's a better wish. I don't want my disease. And you get oh, better. If you keep living, I mean, hey, might as well take the wish, too. <laughs> well, I, I'm not blaming the kid. The kid that got fondled by that. Michael Jackson. <laughs> you know, I mean, that's true. It's still around. I'm, everybody wants to meet John Cena. He's the one who has the record for he's, most yeah, make a wish. Yeah, the most. And I get that. But if you're better, you're off the list. You need a guy like me to call the families and go, hey, folks. Uh, John Holmberg here from Make-A-Wish. I, I'm so happy for your family. Oh, really? Is the wish going to come true? Look, I think something better's happened. Call me a optimist, an eternal optimist, but being off the Make-A-Wish list, better than the wish itself, I think. A day in Disneyland, you can do that now. You're not spending any money on uh, hospital. How many parents are upset on their kids? Yeah. Why'd you get well? We were two weeks away from eating Devin Booker. <laughs> and now you're all in remission, jerk. You were in remission for a, for two years. Selfish. You're off the list. There's got to be some kid going, <coughs> what was it like to meet Devin? Oh, it was awesome. And it's even better being super healthy now. Bye, ye. Oh. Hopefully I can make my wish come true, and that's to live to see eight. We don't grant that wish. Do you want to meet Kelly Oubre Jr.? Sure, I suppose if it can't get rid of my cancer i guess i'll meet <coughs> swing forward for the charlotte hornets that's the thing that gets me sometimes the wishes seem like it's not even the kids wish it's yeah, the yeah. parents, it's a parent. wish. yeah it's like what do you want to meet you wanted to meet who you want to meet the guys from ambrosia that seems like somebody else's boy george your kid doesn't know who boy george i've always wanted to meet culture club and so does he <laughs> I'm sorry, but the afternoon at the Gentleman's Club, we cannot uh, fulfill that. <laughs> Why not? I guarantee you, one of those kids has said it. And what's your wish, Billy? Pussy. Get me some before I go. <laughs> no, 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 no. Take it to Disneyland, goddammit. Kid's disgusting. Come on. I'm 14. What do you think? <clears throat> I have half a heart on and I can barely walk. Every time that nurse comes in, I get wood. I'm going through some things. The kid wants some puss. I don't know what to do. That's his wish. Take him to old Tucson or something. No, he doesn't want that. Yeah, but you're better. You're better. You can't have a wish if you're better. You need a guy like me in the office calling those folks up going, hey. Not Sorry, for nothing, this is a red flag. First off, your kid's, your kid's bar is too low for a wish. Kelly Oubre Jr., come on. No, 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 no. We're not introducing anybody to Kelly Oubre. <coughs> I like Kelly Oubre. He's a nice He's a nice piece to your team but that's you know that's why they picked him oh this he'll do it <laughs> yeah, he's got nothing it's else like Mikey. To do. Yeah. he'll try anything <laughs>
Kelly Oubre, would you like to meet a Make-A-Wish kid? Yeah, sure. I'd like to meet anybody <laughs> that knows who I am. Kelly Oubre is a decent guy, but... And yeah. I understand it's a... Uh, the kid get a jersey and everything, or... Oh, yeah. Oh, Loads good. of stuff, yeah. Got part ownership of the team. It's pretty neat. Nice. <laughs> yeah, they, they She's going to be around for a long time, so Matt Ishbier <laughs> gave her a part of the Suns. And... Well, the guy says, so you should call us O.J. Simpson. <laughs> Hey, how are you doing? It's OJ uh, from Make a Wish. Uh, really? Anyway, I noticed your your, your daughter is better. <laughs> I know a family whose daughter never recovered. <laughs> so you know, uh, stop with the wishing and just start getting on with living. The wishes have all come true. It's like Jiminy Cricket in your house. Okay, I'm just saying. OJ called and said you can't have Kelly Oubre over. <laughs> We're gonna take this pretty seriously if OJ's calling. I know where you live. Bye. <laughs> this guy says it's called made a wish when all those people live through it now pay up time to collect yeah, you, and that would be different if it's like look if you go like if the promise of if you go to remission you get your wish and then all those little sick kids sitting there fighting harder some of them ain't gonna get a wish but I, it's not that's not the way it's supposed to work in my mind it's kids who don't have much left and life just dealt them this hand and they get something real special for having gone through all that, not when you, not after you're better. I I don't I like not when you, when you meet the 27 year old guy that was a Make a Wish kid. Right. Well, we're still. I don't ago. mind that you're a Make a Wish kid while you're sick, but if you're better, uh-uh, you're out. She's been in remission for like 18 months. Nah. No wish for you. I'm the soup Nazi. I'm the wish Nazi. So no wish for you next. What's your cutoff with the remission? Then a year, a year, six months. Okay. Yeah. If you're if you're in the if you're in the hopper for a wish, and you get better. And what if it was? You gotta hang years. out of that for like. That's what it was. Two years, it was eighteen months, it's almost two solid years. I know. So it's too that, long. Maybe that's the cutoff right now. No, 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 no. That's that's way too long. Like a year's pushing it, and that's what because you were next. Like if you're standing in line at Space Mountain and you're next, then you're like, all right, we got to kind of do this, and you get better. You're, all right, that's fine. But if you're better for a year and you're you, she wasn't next on the list. They've done tons of wishes in the last two years. She was way down the list. I'm like, that one got better. Take her off. Yeah, there's no one there to let's skip the line pass, I right. guess. You've got a, it looks looks like, to me, you've got an entire lifetime to meet Kelly Oubre Jr. By the way, that's not going to be difficult. If you were, like, on your last legs and Kelly Oubre's your wish, we can grant that in two seconds and make a sick kid happy. But totally healthy kids. Yeah. And that's why you see parents faking that stuff all the time. Money goes towards it. Nobody ever questions it except me. I'll do it. I'll stand there and go, wait a minute. Your kid got better. That's the wish. Next. No Disneyland for you. But she did go through an awful lot. Yeah. Life's full of a whole bunch of twists and turns. So, f*** you and your healthy kid. You're not going anywhere. But she was sick for a while. Man, that, you guys still want something? really mean at the Make-A-Wish. It's just, flat out, <laughs> just flat out greedy to keep asking for a wish when your kid got better. Take her off Not the list. Not you again. Yeah, yeah. Hi, we're seeing how that wish is going. What are you talking about? Your kid is healthy. Yeah, but we did get on the list. All right, you're off the list now. Go go be healthy and go off in a park. <laughs> <laughs> well, they took us off the list, honey. You got to get sick again. I mean, it's terrible. If I was a parent of a kid who got better, I'd call and go, hey, scratch this off. We're doing great. I know she wants to meet Kelly Oubre. I'll arrange it. She's got time now. Back when the you could, you, the audible was going on behind her, it's like, yeah, we better get her the Kelly Oubre wish. 
And again, talk to your daughter about a wish. Because that is a low-level wish. Yeah, I just, I, you know, I want to make sure that the kids who need wishes are getting wishes. That's because I've got a heart of gold. I don't care about your healthy kids. They can, oh, well, there's a ton of those. I wonder how many, how long that wish list is. Yeah, I want to see it. I want to comb through it. It sounds to me like it's, uh, it's a little bloated. <laughs> and bloat does not count as something as you can get on the make-a-wish. But if you've got the bloat, that's just, you just lay off the nachos. That's basically it. Like, Tell me you're bloated. I need to meet Kelly Oubre. That's not life-altering. You're bloated. Take a Beano. Beano's fixed it, but I'm still on the list. Yeah, Beano fixed it. Your wish was to not be bloated. That should be wish one. Wish two is meet Kelly Oubre Jr. We can't get John Cena right now, but we have the purple cow from the commercials. He's in. He can... <laughs> How you doing? I'm usually with John Cena. Hopefully this is enough. Experian does a lot of what... Let's exp- get this get this cow out of here. I'm... Your kid's strong enough to push a cow. It's too strong for a wish. And I make a wish you do great work. Don't get me wrong. I think it's a great organization. But let's, let's thin the list a little bit. Sorry to question, I'm but not, there's I'm not, questions. At all. There's... I'm not sorry to question it. Somebody needs to. The, they've been getting away with this because no one will question it because they've, you know, they've cocooned themselves in the safety net of sick kids. But if you're going to go on the news, that kid better be pretty sick or I'm going to start wondering, wait a second. Another one is wounded warriors. Knock it off, wounded warriors. If I give you There's a donation. So oh, no, no. Wounded like warriors is its own thing. And uh, I've given them donations and I've gotten back. Gifts and prizes from that organization so much more than, more than you've donated by a yeah. lot. Calendars, so a leather bound yeah. book. I get this like your mailers are costing more than I can donate, and that makes me not want to give to you because I know I'm just buying more of those for other people. March of Dimes has to be losing. Got to be dropping. I've, I've got. I've had address labels for years. Well, for me, <laughs> it tells me it tells me they're rolling in money. I know that they go out and buy all the people who donate a few bucks a leather bound planner. And I'm like, well, I get a planner from Wounded Warriors. I'm like, I wanted to give to this organization. I didn't want prizes back. I don't want a gift back. Well, at least Caleb and Alec are doing it right. They only give you a, <laughs> Even a, a cruddy one dollar blanket, blanket <laughs> and for your nineteen dollars a month. You give so. nineteen bucks, we'll we'll shoot you a blanket yeah. that is, you know, highly flammable and maybe it'll last like three minutes. If you have a dog, it's gone the first day, and it smells like gasoline and like some sort of weird. Ramen. The jerseys we used to get. <laughs> right. Those Chinese, that box would open like, <laughs> it's like the rubber's on fire. And that's the smell of cheap labor. Yes. Yeah, that little stupid blanket you get, that's just a throw-in. But Wounded Warriors, I gave to them once a while ago, and I'm not kidding, like every couple months still, this is five, six years, here you go. Here's a plan. here's a calendar, here's a calendar for just this month. Here's some pictures of the family. Here's art from Picasso. I'm like, guys, Enough. I don't think I gave him more than two hundred bucks. I've got thousands of dollars of. I got a statue. I got like donator of the year prize. I've got this glass case. I'm like, what is going on over there that you guys can afford to hand this out? I remember when I did the Stroke Association marathon, which, by the way, isn't a thing anymore. Stroke Association melded in with that Heart Association because they were, I think, squandering all the cash. We raised a ton of money. We go to Hawaii. Run this marathon. We're staying at this beautiful resort. I'm sitting there looking around. I'm like, wow. Find out we raised uh, $7 million, which is just unbelievable. And I talked to the – I hosted the whole event in Hawaii. I didn't even know I was going to do that. Did it for free. 
I was happy to do it. This was an amazing thing. And uh, everybody had to raise a certain amount of money. You end up in Hawaii. You're running. And uh, there's four or 5,000 people there from all over the country. I'm proud of everybody. We've all trained. We run the marathon. We have this dinner. Uh, at the end, we have a big party. It was a blast to go out and talk to the, the people who were running the, org- or the operation at the end. And I'm like, what an event. They gave me that. We raised seven point something million dollars. This is unreal. What an event. And the lady's disappointed. And she goes, we needed to hit 10. Well, for what? I like, just hit expenses. This was our big, this was, and we're short three. To break even. Like, this was a failure? What I'm looking at here is a failure? Yeah, yeah. It didn't work out. I'm like, and then it started to dawn on me. Well, maybe we shouldn't have stayed at this five-star resort all of us. <laughs> maybe all the money that we got donated to us to run them in this marathon shouldn't have gone. The people what they, they got their pledges. They'd ask you for, like, I think you had to raise 2500 and you go into Hawaii. But what they were counting on was everybody raising, like, seven or 8000 more than that. But once you hit your number, and it's not easy to hit your friends up just because you've decided to go run. And basically pay for your trip. It's tough. So you're like, you know, you get to the 25, like, I'm going to stop knocking people around. A few of them did. Seven million. It's brutal. They needed 10. I think the Susan G. Komen Foundation is a marvelous thing until I found out that almost everything they do is for awareness, which basically is buying billboards. Marketing events. It's marketing. Yep. And it's to raise, their their fundraisers that, that are list to raise more money. I think comes out every year, it shows you the... Charities, and it gives you a rundown of what uh, percent of the, each dollar raised goes towards uh, research and everything and used towards the charity. It'll rate it. You know, a lot like of you want 90 cents to the dollar, that's pretty good, you know, yeah. above that. But some yeah. of the ones surprise you that it's like 50 cents. Or- yeah, a lot of those charities have become businesses, and that's what you're donating to run the business so they can stay alive, which is good. But that wounded warriors thing, all I'm asking them to do is stop giving gifts back. That's it. Send me a letter and say, hey, it's been a while since you donated. I'm all for that. That cost you a buck. These binders and the stuff that I get, and the giant packages, like boxes. And just the mailing is costing them a few bucks, let alone what's inside there. Maybe they're getting great deals on that. But that's an awful lot to for a guy who didn't give them much. If I gave them like 50 grand, it would be like it makes sense that they're trying to keep me around. But maybe... 200 bucks a few years ago, and, and I got a blanket. I got I got tons of stuff. Best thing you can do is just hand it over to a grassroots thing, you know? A place that's like, yeah, hey, we're just giving it. Like, you can watch them give it right to the person that needs it. Not to knock Make-A-Wish, but your kids have to be sicker. That's all I'm saying. I, I want to see a kid puke a couple of times. That's <laughs> that's what I need. I need a kid, need a kid who's going to... Thanks, Kelly Oubre. Yeah. Oh, it happens every few minutes. This kid's really sick. But I wonder if Kelly Oubre and Devin Booker would show up for that. Some you know kid who looks like the fly at the end is just throwing up all over his food. <laughs> be a uh, tough one. It'd be tough. It would be a tough photo op. People don't want to see that. They want hope and all that. But I want to see the sick ones. That Batman kid, they shut down San Francisco. He got better. <laughs> I want to make sure that kid, that's one of his last things. Because I was a Make-A-Wish kid. My first wish was to meet Jean-Claude Van Damme. I was told he was busy and couldn't do it, so we had to do my second wish, which was just go to Disneyland. Later in life, I realized it was probably my mom telling the Make-A-Wish people to ignore my first wish. (laughs) But, Jim, you're all better. Your best wish is you're not a -A Make-A-Wish kid anymore. That's all I'd root for. A cure for cancer, a cure for whatever the hell I have. Don't worry about it. It's cured. You want to go to Disneyland first? Yeah. It's a great photo op. 
people going off on the charity. This guy's like, I gave I gave money to St. Jude's a while back, and then now they're hounding me every five minutes yeah. for every dime I got. Look, yeah. That's part of charity. If you're going to give, they're going to have to. They that's their job. I don't I they don't get mad at them up. for that. Yeah. I don't get mad at them for that. That's what they do. I don't know St. Jude's very well, but I just don't want presents. But it does it, it when you. Uh, Donate to a new charity or whatever you're not familiar with. You do. It's hard not to gauge on. Oh my gosh, here it comes! I always do. Anonymous. They're following up, following up. Then I don't. That turns me off more than anything. My deal is anonymous donations. Once I discovered anonymous donations, and I do them a lot, they don't bother you. Then and they, and they don't send you packages, so you're almost like saving them money. You give money. And well, like, the hard part anonymous. is, is um, even on the. I mean, you're still. Unless you can give cash. That's exactly what I do. Yeah. I go over and I hand it over. I'm like, this is an anonymous donation. An envelope. I go, Brett's people. I find the charity I like. I'm like, here you go. Here's some cash. I, I, or you tell them right off the bat if you're doing it, because I'll do it like right to there. I don't want anybody to know about this. I don't want you guys putting me on a list. I'm not signing anything. This is it. Oh, thank you so much. I'm like, just take the money. Because that's better if i really want to give to a charity i want them to have it if they squander it later my eyes are closed i've got my back turned i don't know hopefully that's it that's what you do when you kind of you got to trust that the charity people are doing the right thing so i do all and the charity has to follow you know in order to keep well especially if they have stuff that's going on they're constantly raising money absolutely they have to do it and you have to have fundraisers to have fundraisers but I've gone to some of these things, and it's a, there's some elaborate stuff going on. I've been to a few of them, where the you know the ballroom they've rented. Oh yeah, like, like Jesus, this is a black tie super event. It's amazing. So and it happens a lot. But yeah, anonymous donations. That's the key. I didn't do the anonymous donations for the Phoenix the theater downtown when I went and gave to that. And so far, so good. They've sent me a letter, I think, thanking me, and and then they gave me tickets to one of their shows. That doesn't cost them anything. They have like a donor's night where the performers have to go up and do it. And I went and saw Cinderella over the holiday break. <laughs> Did you cry? Kind of gay. <laughs> but I gave to a thing that's kind of gay, so it was a little bit gay. <laughs> it was, uh, I did not cry. I didn't realize how bad Cinderella was, though, as a story. I'll tell you that. It really is just like, just mean. <laughs> it just let mean the entire time and then... <laughs> Chicks falling all over themselves. Family. Yeah, chicks falling all over themselves to blow a guy, and then uh, Cinderella's just, and then just how dumb it is. Like how stupid Prince Charming was. He's just dumb. Like he didn't recognize Cinderella if she wasn't all dolled up. She's just hideous to him and useless unless she's got the the gown on. Looked exactly the same to me. Like she just had a little babushka on. She's cleaning the house. It's you know. She looked good cleaning. But she's in sweats and a t-shirt. He's like, I don't know who that is. I'm like, wait a second. You're 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 an idiot. That's the love of your life, and you just get used to this. This is what she's going to look like pretty much every day, sweatpants and a t-shirt. If you don't like that, don't fall for the gown and the hair, because this is what you're really getting. This girl over here that's kind of barely making it through the day, but he didn't recognize her. I don't know who you are. And then the shoe. Like, they sat and kissed, and they made out, and then he's like, well, I can't recognize her unless... Look, what do you got, glaucoma? She's right in front of you. You know if it's her or not. Look at her eyes. a typical man, which is great. <laughs> Just looking at her cans. Yeah, what's the problem? Yeah, I It's all covered up. In look, the, like When she's dressed up in her pajamas going to QT, and she comes walking in the door, he's not seeing that. But yuck. when she's all dressed up to Circle K feet Actually, and everything, you know. if you want to twist the meaning of Cinderella, it's a man story about act like you don't even recognize your wife when she's not dolled up. If she's not June yeah. Cleavered in heels and a dress, 
She's a stranger. Damn right. That's not bad. <laughs> I don't know who you are. Come on, knock it off. We made love last night. I don't know who you Is are. Is that you? <laughs> Put this gown on, doll yourself up, and we'll see. It is you. You know, we, we make them dress up. Put this lingerie on. That's the only way I could recognize you. I think Disney's partially responsible for a foot fetish, oh, too, because yeah. it's yeah. all about... Well, nowadays, Pornhub would yeah. do Cinderella, and there'd be a whole... That's new on Pornhub. There's a lot Is of foot-busting going on. Oh, not that. There's a ton of it. Like, dude's finishing on feet. Cinderella. It's the Cinderella complex. Sure. I can't possibly know who you are until you put this amazing crystal glass shoe on. You look familiar, but I'm not sure. We kissed literally like an hour ago. Nah, not you. You're dirty. All right, let's see if your shoe fits. It does. All right, now go clean yourself up. You look like a pig. <laughs> yeah, he didn't. He, he wouldn't even acknowledge her as a human being unless she was in f- full Cinderella mode. See, that's reality. <laughs> it's not necessarily <laughs> a fairy <right>. tale. <laughs> the fairy tale <laughs> is more for the men that a woman would ever do that for you every day. <laughs> that's true. That's a fact. That a woman's ever going to try that hard every day instead of looking like that hobo we're all going to wander up and wake up to. <laughs> ah, what happened to your beautiful face? I can't be pretty all the time. Evidently. I don't even know who you are. That's the message of Cinderella. I don't even know who you are. You're going to wake up next to somebody without makeup and no clothes on. And it ain't going to be good sometimes. Just pretend you don't know them. <laughs> we'll all do that tonight as men. And Cinderella taught us to scream when we wake up. Ah! There's a stranger in my bed! What are you talking about? Who are you? Get out! Put your face on. Get out! Ah! Call the police. This crazy, ugly stranger. I mean, she's wearing hobo clothes and she's wandering around my house. I want her out. I think that's your wife. No, 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 no. My wife dresses up. Looks good. My wife dresses beautifully. You should see her. She's gorgeous. She's not this. Do I have to get all dolled up or you don't even acknowledge who I am? I don't know who's... Sorry, crazy hobo lady. I don't know what you're talking about. How does she know where everything in the house is? She's amazing. This hobo's been... She's been scouting me. Happens on online dating all the time. Oh, that's all online dating is. is the Cinderella. That's not you. Yeah, you're not that. And God forbid you want to wake up next to those. <laughs> when did your face turn into an atlas? It didn't look like that online. You have to get above them about 10 feet and look down. <laughs> there she is. There's that's the, the girl angle. I know. And you got to put uh, mayonnaise in your eyes. <laughs> okay, now I see what you put online. That's different. Now you're filtered. And if I hover above you like a ghost... That's a great idea. The Cinderella. I've never thought of that as thinking of it from Prince Charming's perspective, but that yeah. dude had quite a game. He ran the game of, if you don't look beautiful, I don't know you. Who are you? Who are you? Put this on. Put, oh, there you go. Now we're talking. <laughs> I think I remember you now. Uh, what does it say? I'm a veteran and a wounded warrior, and you get more than me from them. LOL. I don't know what that means. Oh, I give more. I see what he's saying. He said, I give more. Than he does, and he's one of them. Well, you shouldn't. That's who it goes to. The wounded warrior shouldn't give to wounded warrior. Yeah, call Trace Atkins yeah. and tell him you want yours. That's like dogs given to shelters. Yeah, it's yeah. I'm gonna read this. It's all true though. The business stuff. Oh, here comes Toledo. No, no, no. That guy said he, you you get more from them than hi he Richard. Does. Oh, oh, that, oh, geez, see, yeah, I didn't even, oh, I get more. Well, that's my point. Is that yeah, the whole thing was supposed exactly. to go to them, and I'm getting a bunch of. Exactly. I'm getting a bunch of gifts from him. Thank you, Richard. Hi, Richard. For clearing that up. Uh, also, we got to get on to this. Uh, this whole stolen, I don't know if they're stolen or whatever it is, these documents that keep popping up all over politicians' garages and stuff. Trump had them in Mar-a-Lago and everybody lost their mind. There's an FBI raid. There's a federal this and that. 
Now Biden's got him next to his Corvette in a garage and that. And a Pence, they found a few at his house the other day. And he, he turned himself in. Mike Pence just I've got some documents. I called the FBI. Found him. <laughs> he told on himself. He's like, you better get the FBI over here. Didn't know I had these. So first off, as citizens, we're acting all angry and stuff. Can't believe these guys do this. I don't even know where those documents are supposed to be. And then people will say the National Archives. What's that? Where's that? Is this some big library with all our secrets? Isn't that worse to have it all in the same place? Shouldn't it be scattered all over the place so bad guys can't find them? Like, isn't it better to have it in people's garages? Like, nobody's going to go look in Brett's garage for documents. But if we all had, like, a box delivered to us, like, hide, these are for you. If it's open, we'll, we'll arrest you. But also, by it. that same logic, then all you have to do is wait for somebody to make office, and then you go to raid their house. Oh, it's true. But how about this? And if you're in office right, right. now, yeah. you're clearing out your place. Like, if, if I'm Biden... Or Pence. And I stumble. I'm out there. Got to wash up this carpet. What are these boxes? And you see and you look classified documents. I'm starting a fire. I'm not telling anybody I've got those. Nobody's missed them. This was from when he was a senator. Nobody's missed these documents. There's no, like, secrets in there that are, like. Yeah, like 40 years old. Burn them yeah, up, man. Classified well, and secret. Nobody knows they exist. Exactly. And the National Archive isn't like, hey, they're not like a library going, we're missing a couple of the main books. They're, they don't even know. Mike Pence stuff you checked out? Yeah, is it Mike Pence is the he had him. He calls and tells on stuff. That would have been a a full on backyard barbecue at my house. I don't understand why these. these I guess they're trying to be like decent humans, but got some classified documents. I'd like to. They've been Watergate at my house, shredding, shredding, and just and rid of burning everything. it. Exactly. Yeah. What kind of moron? Well, these are the people we trust to lead the country, and they've got secret documents. The first thing to do is call. You should come look at my house. I don't know what else is here. Look, you find out what's there and you burn it, you dumbass. Nobody knew it was there. You turn it in, now he's got to pay a fine for well, the overdue fee. <laughs> right. I it's mean, like a nickel a day. to check it out? <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. And, and the like, it seems to me everybody's missing the point. These documents, uh, we've got a process problem. Evidently, you can just wander around with them. They have that picture of Joe driving off in his in his vet, and they've got it circled. The box is circled. It's full of classic. Uh, oh, it's it's just like a storage yeah. box. He's just driving. Like, Can I have a nice day in the carpet? And there's a box. It's got papers sticking out of it. Evidently, it's been there for years. Nothing's <laughs> happened with it. And evidently, it's not that important because Joe didn't even know he had it in the garage. Not to say that, you know, he's not up to no good. And Hunter might have been in there, you know, making all sorts of cake off of these things. But if that's the case... Then Hunter should be burning those. Who's the idiot that kept them there? And then you call the, you look. I'm all for a corrupt government. I know we've got one. I, I I'm way past the idea of we need to keep them on the up and up. I'm the other way. Keep whatever it is you're doing to keep this thing floating. And a lot of that, like Vegas. Vegas ran crooked for sixty years, and then they tried to go straight, and the whole thing fell apart. You pulled the wrong sweater That's thread. Right. They got the mob back in. And goes, guys, we can fix this, but it's almost too late. You got to get crooked again. There it is. Look at that Joe. Look at him sitting in his vet. <laughs> Pretty nice looking vet. What's in those boxes? I don't know. Documents, stuff. Nobody's looking for him. Must not be that big a deal. Come this on. guy driving is more scary than those classified documents <laughs> no matter, in his garage. No matter, right? no matter what's oh. in those boxes. Yeah. That car. Yeah. That dude with 300 horsepower in a 1971 Corvette is a most dangerous thing on the uh, uh, in the entire administration. Take Dale Vetta for a spin. I'm allowed to drive it in the driveway for Saturdays. 
<laughs> He's like Dustin Hoffman. Yeah. Dad lets him drive. I drive, drive, drive with for Mondays. I'm an excellent driver. Dr. Jill said I could kick it out for five minutes. Dr. Jill says I get a second gear if nobody's on the road. Not allowed to, not allowed to throw it into third, though. Gotta let the dragon breathe. Gotta get out there. Drive the fat. All right, back it up, Joe. Gonna hit that box full of stuff. We don't know what it is. Burn it, dummy. Yeah, Dad, there's a couple of boxes in the garage. Hunter's a good nice. boy. He's moving boxes for me. Find anything good in there, Hunter? No, no, we're good. Hunter made $80 million after he moved that box. He's sort of petroleum <laughs> reserver. I don't know what he's doing. It's his allowance. And then that absolute dip Mike Pence. I found something that I shouldn't have. I'd like you to come investigate my entire house. <laughs> what are you thinking, dummy? Burn it. These guys are getting all the press. They're getting all the I should probably do that, too. I've got illegal things, man. I'm a bad boy. Mike Pence is an idiot. They had Biden on the ropes, the Republicans, and then I'm tattling on me. You're a narc on yourself, idiot. I've got a bunch of weed in my pocket, officer. I wasn't even looking at you. And then you got Marco Rubio coming out and going, oh, yeah, we have a problem. There's <laughs> a huge like, problem, but I don't know where that stuff's supposed to be. I don't know where the National Archives it, are. It's supposed to be in the National Archives. What is but, that? But then somebody's supposed to comb through it. It's just bureaucracy. Who's got to comb through it? you imagine all the God, papers no. you've ever God, seen? no. A house bill? It's 10 oh, house million bill, yeah. pages yeah. long. Let alone what they redact. You won't even be able to exactly. read, read it. And it's all in the archives? We can we can have a few minutes. They shouldn't be taking them out. And if Hunter made some cash, we should find out. But nobody's even saying what they are. I don't think anybody knows. And you can just tote them out, evidently. Got them in my backpack. I forgot about it. I had my Jansport on. Put it in the garage. I forgot. I thought it was just full of water and granola. Can't they design like a Mission Impossible thing? It just self-destructs after so right. long? Yeah. The paper just just flames. Yeah. Oops, that must have been classified over there. Toward the end, don't you think Reagan and the first Bush were... Oh, go were to just, any of the... I thought this was a cartoon. Jimmy yeah. Carter's load <laughs> in his garage. I have so much crap at my house. <laughs> yeah. I like, there's no way this hasn't been going on the whole time. These guys were just taking boxes, like U-Haul boxes. Maybe that's why they all build a library. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, with a storage facility underneath. I was in Arkansas when they built the Clinton Library. That thing is massive. Garage is full up on papers I don't need. <laughs> Got no room for the vet. I don't get it. But everybody's angry. All of a sudden, we're all angry. We don't know why. Five weeks ago, you had no effing right. idea where these papers were in the first place. What's the National Archive? It sounds like something Nicolas Cage is involved in. Well, the FBI should raid everyone's house then. <laughs> okay. Yeah, what is that song? You're going to find out there's everywhere. Yeah. There's guys who are going to be sitting there going, I'm clean. Here's a box of them. Jesus, are those classified? Did I? How long have they been in? 65. There's all the Kennedy assassinations in here. <laughs> well, you talked to him yesterday. I was what talking did he to say about me it? and Jack got into it. How many it. documents does he have? Uh, me and, and Frank got into it. I asked her if she masturbated in the attic, and she said, no, we had to be like, we had to be respectful of the other people. If you don't know what we're talking about, historical figures <laughs> is an app. You can talk to people from the past. This AI. That is taking over the world. It, and I showed my friend Mark at the game last night. He goes, wait a minute. Like, that's not like a person. I'm like, no, it's somebody with all the information. And for every documented piece of information about Anne Frank is in an Anne Frank file. And the AI pulls from it. And you can have a text conversation with anybody. And so I was asking Anne Frank about that. And I said, uh, I said something about masturbating. She goes, no, I couldn't do that. You had to be quiet. I'm like, you can, you can, you know, you can and be quiet. Well, I had to be respectful of the other people in the attic. Why? They'd understand. You got needs, sister. So I asked you last night, early on, 
and then you had the rest of the night. How much money? How deep are you into the historical figures? Or is it more than you your got the fifty dollar package? Week? Fifty dollar package, which was I think like twelve hundred coins. So wow. I've got I've got like twelve hundred questions. So did you talk to Hitler yet? I'm I'm building to that. Yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna five hundred. So I don't want to ask dumb questions to Adolf. I have a feeling he's going to be super historic. But I got oh, it's you know five hundred just for one. I question. thought that's what it was. No, no, wow. no. One, no, it's five hundred to just talk to him. Yeah, that's what I meant. Yeah, and then yeah, every yeah. question's a coin. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah. So just to get him on the line, fifteen ninety nine. You 500 get five hundred questions, right. and then yeah. So I got a ton of them. If twelve hundred, that'll last him. Not unless me and Anne Frank keep. I think I got a chance with her. Like it's going well. <laughs> I'm, I'm soon. I'm going to be sexting with Anne Frank. <laughs> JFK is mad at me because I I've caught him in three lies through our text thread, and I tell him like you just lied again. I don't believe I lied to you. I'm like, good lord, man. Do I have to? And I want to do the thing where you can do it on Apple, where you can actually hit the last thing he said yeah. and then like send it again. You can't do that on this. I'm like, see, you just said this. Explain yourself. I believe we need to keep this on a factual basis. You're the one lying. So I um, it's been awesome. When I looked at the app, there's another one that's called um, Hello History. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I saw that. History. No charging. Yeah, that one's. They don't but they're, they're they, yeah, the crew is not. Yeah, you can't get any really. That's like paying less for cameo. Did you just cheap out on that? On no, the historical I was just figures? curious to see <laughs> which the one difference is heaped uh... out. On <laughs> yeah, all you can do is talk to famous Jews in history. <laughs> Let's see. I could talk to Larry McFeely. You made a good choice, to... Brady. You made a good choice. Mel Brooks. You started. He's not even dead yet. Yeah. Started Einstein bagels. Uh, I like you. You made a great choice. Why pay for it when you could talk to one of us? <laughs> Shalom. Yeah, how you doing? They don't have Jesus on there. They don't have a Hitler. They've got Larry. Yeah, these are high profile yeah. on there. They have categories: philosophy, accounting, um, great well, literature. Course. Civil rights, well, philosophy, science, and innovation. MLK. I had a little, they have Jesus on there. Buddha. I can talk to Buddha. Um, <laughs> Zeus. Yeah, yours is Buddha. Martin Luther. Don't you Moses. feel bad talking to Buddha? You don't believe in Buddha. I not. Do you tell I him? Can talk to him. You're not real. He's a good He's guy. Tell him that it's free. Hit it up. I don't He's a good it. guy. Anyway, but it was fun. I and Frank and I are hitting it off. I didn't know. I learned from that thing that there were eight people in the attic. I didn't know that. I thought she was up there by herself. I had a chat with Elvis yesterday, and I same thing. Nice. I learned three or four new nuggets. And it's great. <laughs> nuggets. <laughs> yeah, anyway. I learned yesterday that half my garage is filled with papers from the White House. I don't know what's going on. Where's your Corvette? And if anybody, if anybody out there is like, this is a tragedy, it's even up. Your side's not winning. Oh, that's The Republicans are doing the it. The Democrats are doing it. Something's wrong. And if they're finding them in Joe's garage and nobody's looking in Joe's garage, that's good. Now they know to look there. I, I, I would have kept it quiet. I just don't understand. Why not go with Brett's people's philosophy of if they're on to you, burn it? Right. I don't get it. Really? That- I just don't get it. If I had evidence in my garage of something I'd done wrong and nobody knew about it, I'm having a barbecue. And if somebody said, oh, we set you up and we put that there, I'd be like, I didn't know what it was. I got rid of the information. It scared me. I have no problem with Mike Pence had a little fire in his backyard. It's burning some papers. Like, yeah, that's smart, Mike. I, I would understand why. This I'm, is uh, going to get me thrown in jail. On top <laughs> of that, why are they saving all these papers? I mean, nobody reads that right. stuff. We don't even read the user agreements when you get a new iPhone, for God's sake. Now, See, imagine, just, yes, I agree. Imagine a, a garage full of user agreements that you've signed, how fast that would fill up. Oh. 
And then think back to the National Archives of every bill and every correspondence oh, and everything. Man. That the, thing's, the warranty you saved, the paperwork oh, yeah. that's good for a year, it's still in there right. 10 oh, yeah. years How later. How big is the National Archive? It has to be huge. the biggest building in the world to store all the papers. That's why it's bleeding over into other dudes' garages. But Joe not caring at all. That photo's being snapped to him. He's got a dirty garage. That's my favorite part of Joe, Joe Biden. That picture of him and that vet. That garage is a disaster. But that vet is slick. Got a nice-looking Corvette. It's uh, 2 million cubic feet is how big the archive is. Wow. I don't know how get into cubic yeah. anything. Yeah. I don't even know what that is. I know square footage just based on houses. Cubic? That's triple what I know. And it, like, who's in charge of it? Like a librarian? Yeah, one person. <laughs> what would you like to see today? <laughs> Got a bunch of bugs they found in my house you should have known about. I can't keep up with this. There's over a trillion pages of things in here. You think I can? I think it's a little bit. You're underwater here at the archive. I'm going to fix that. Do you have to whisper at the National Archives? Yeah, of course you do. I have committed a crime. Very rarely you're going to yell that. I got some stuff in my car. I need to sneak back in. Yeah, we'll find out. But it looks like Raiders of the Lost Ark. They just box everything <laughs> up and it just winds up in a warehouse. Ever going through yes. that. And I guarantee you that little Mexican lady that's putting that box up there, and she's photocopied a few things that have, of interest about her homeland of Honduras. That Russian lady that's helping file the... <laughs> I've worked a job at the National Archive. I'm very good with papers and organizations. This guy seems legit. You're hired, Oleg. <laughs> Thank you very much, Mr. Broyden. We'll start with your garage. Yeah, start straightening that mess up. I can only work for six months. I got all this stuff I got. Imagine all the stuff I got in there. Clean it up. Make room for the vet. That Corvette is sweet. Oh, yeah. It's a good color, too. I don't, I'm a big hunter green guy, but it's a good-looking vet. It even makes Joe look cool when he wears his aviators and he starts tooling around in that thing and yeah, he's slow on Sundays. He's allowed he's to drive. He's got around. the steel version, you know, not the fiberglass body. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, got the, it's the old fashioned. It can take some dings. Yeah, and it has to because he's banging into mailboxes yeah. and. Knocked out another mailbox. All right, Joe, you're not allowed on the big roads. I know. Second gear, I get it, Dr. Joe. You get any faster than 25, we're going to talk. Okay, okay. He's got a governor on it. The little lady keeps me slow. You just can't do it. Keep the fret on. I bet you that picture of him sitting in the driveway. He's not even allowed to have the keys, and he just sits in the driveway. Boom, boom. I'm flying. <laughs> they got a fan on him, like a dog thinks he's running. Got an <laughs> iPhone app that has sound effects on it and stuff like that. <laughs> Listen to her purr, baby. Put the Oculus on his face. He won't know. The color of the vet is Hunter Green. That's right. It's Hunter Green, Brady. And that means Hunter has something to do with those papers. Anyway, everybody seems to be guilty, so I don't really want to take sides with it. I'm just, I'm being honest with me. I didn't know what the National Archive was, and I didn't know who's in charge, but it seems too big. Like, I don't like going to places like, if you told me right now to go through a filing cabinet, I'd be like, oh, daunting. Oh, my one. own. God. Yeah, my own filing cabinet. I have one in the garage of old tax papers. I'm like, oh. I had to go find it. I forgot to put receipt. that in the archives. Yeah, I'm not. I've got probably seven years worth of papers, and just one day. You know, my taxes are easy. It's one little folder. It's not even that's that what much. they've been telling you for so long. You got to keep all your documents for eight years. You ask me to go through and find 2017's taxes. I can find them. It's a miserable thought to me to try to go out that thing and find them. 
I can't imagine what the national are. We need wait, something wait. from. You can find them, but you don't. Oh, want I can to, find or? them. It's a filing cabinet. Just yeah. looking at it, it's like ah, you got to dig yeah. around. I know where they are. Generally, generally is the key. But That's the national archive, of course, things go missing. Sometimes I'm like, well, 2016 and 18, I don't know where 17 was because I moved it. Because you had to pull it out and look you at it. Had to look at it once doing... before, right? Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's crazy. That national archive needs to be looked into. And again, we're in the digital age, so God knows what the where the digital stuff is. They can't be all papers. But I, it just strikes me as this thing we're supposed to be mad about. And people are angry. Oh, I can't believe Joe Biden. If, and the, basically what it is is if Trump got in trouble, Biden should be in trouble. Nobody really knows for what. He was the first one in, kind of, that this is starting to open up I mean, more so. They just had that embarrassing raid at Trump's house. Yeah. And it does seem, and Trump's like, I'm a target. They hate me. They just hate me. And then when well, Biden didn't, they didn't. around for two years. Sure. Said, no, 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 we don't have anything. But so did Biden. Anyway. All of them have. None of them have said that. Biden went off and said, I would never have classified documents. I, that's terrible. That's impossible to get. He's got loads of them. So none of them are right. But they're just mad because one was a giant uh, dog and pony show with, you know, sirens and lights and all that. And the other guy just like, oh, we got a couple. It's funny how you don't hear much about that now, though. No, because it's because the of, other yeah, side's like, whoops, exactly. I guess we were doing it, too. Yeah, I had him too. I guess we should shut up. And they had him dead to rights. And then Pence opens his mouth. I've got a bunch of illegal stuff. Oh, God. Goody, goody. Dumbass. God, I hate goody, goody. I'm with you, Brett. You know that phone rang. Hello? What the hell are you thinking, Michael? You dumbass. <laughs> I have the legal documents. I have to tell everyone. Why would you do that? That's the stupidest thing in the world. We had Biden on the ropes. Sorry about that. I just have to tell him myself. I want to let people know I'm an important man. Lord Jesus saw those documents. He knows I have them, too. I couldn't burn them. Hate to break it to you, Pensy, but since you've been friends with me, God's sending you somewhere else. I'm afraid of that. There's a lady. Fox News wasted time yesterday with some lady who said she's been to heaven. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and also hell. She said it smelled funny. But I'm, She's I'm, been to both? She, she uh, had a stroke, a massive stroke, and uh, while she was laying on the table. Then, of course, her body floated away, and she went to heaven for a little bit. Had a nice talk with God. And, and said, uh, you're not done yet? Said, well, then God made a mistake, so now she's basically... Uh, he doesn't make mistakes. No, I thought, well, he does, because he's like, whoops, you shouldn't be here yet. Oh, sorry about that. I don't know how you got up heaven here. Heaven can wait? She said she saw the pearly gates, which I've always laughed at because... You're checking in early at the hotel. Right. Your reservation, you're, you're a week off yeah, no. or whatever. You can't, but you shouldn't be in charge of that. I know. Like that's, it's, and, and then she's like, and so he turned me around and showed me hell. She goes, and the smells, and they're taking it serious. And what, and did you talk to God? Yeah, we had a nice long talk. Like he's got time for you. You're not ready yet. I saw the pearly gates and behind the gates with my family. I'm like, this sounds like a fever dream because your blood, blood pressure was 240 over 180. Sounds like you might have just been having a hallucination, ma'am. And I don't know how you got on Fox News for this, but you did. <laughs> Nutball. And the pearly gates don't make any sense. No. You can I walk around them. That. Like it's, an, it's infinite. In every picture I've seen. <laughs> They're just sitting on right a cloud. I'm like, I'll just go around that. It's like you said gated community <laughs> earlier. Not right. true. But the they didn't go right there. They, they got a bunch of, they put a bunch of those containers up there to oh, wall they, it yeah. off. Good. You can't get Good. over it now. Keep the Mexicans out. That's yeah. smart. Heaven is a good well, you're place. you're not keeping them out. They know how to climb. Oh, they're getting in. Yeah. They have an immigration problem in heaven. People from hell climbing the wall. That pearly gates Maybe thing Maybe Fox will have a, a news article on that next. The tunneling that's yeah. happening in heaven. Jesse Waters they're asked. going them. under the <laughs> under the gates. Hey, hey, adios mio, what a climb. <laughs> What's he doing here, Jesus? 
He's named after me. I don't know what to do with him. It seems like kind of a tribute. But Jesse Waters was asking her, he's like, what's heaven like? Oh, I could barely explain it, Jesse. The colors, there were valleys, there were rivers, there were oceans. So it's Earth? Yeah. <laughs> You're yeah. an idiot, lady. It's Get every, off the TV. every beautiful thing you think you've seen on uh, National I Geographic. Saw my family was waiting behind the gates. So they were locked up and go home, get out of here, run. You can't get out of here. Attica, just, you think you're, you're so egotistical that your your family's in heaven? Like the most amazing thing that's ever been invented and they're standing at the gate waiting for you? You arrogant prick. You're going to have to find them. They're on water rafting adventures. Exactly. And- Text me when you get here. I'm not, I'm not sitting here yeah. waiting at the gate. It would be like me saying, hey, Brett, come over. And you see me way too eager in the window. Yeah. Brett's here. He's like, oh, I don't want to go out with that guy. He's too... He's needy. They're he waiting, and the, there's a gauntlet of people because when they open the gates and she comes in, they all spit on her and throw stuff <laughs> right. on her. Shame, she in. shame. Yeah, to keep the earthly thing going, it'd be like the airport. You'd have arrivals and right. departures. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. Your family ain't standing at those gates waiting. No. I always laugh, and they're like, my grandpa's looking down on me. Well, he's got better things to do than watch you. We're busy today. I'll see you at curb two at three o'clock. Why do you think you're so interesting to grandpa now? He didn't just stare in your windows while he was alive. Now he wants to watch every movie. He's going to see you stuff your thumb in your ass wearing that Kaiser helmet jerking off. He's not going to be happy with you. Grandpa's going to watch you waffle stomp some turds in the shower. You don't want Grandpa watching. You don't want his unbelievable. They're all looking down on you. Everybody looking down on you. They're looking down on you. You're like, ugh, our nephew Justin is a pig. Look, he's beaten off again. Jesus, I'm going to quit looking down on him. I hope Alvar and Isabel and Bill and Shirley have something good going on if heaven's real rather than to watch me beat off and sleep. Look at him. He's got a reservoir. He didn't even dry his belly button. Disgusting. If he rolls over. Oh, there he goes. He's rolling over on his side. It's going to leak out. It did. He's watching his stepmom video again. Hey, Shirley, come over here and take a look at this grandson we get to look at. Pointing up. I know he's looking down on me. No, he's not. He's on the greatest roller coaster there's ever been. Idiot thinks you're in, suddenly your arrogance believes that you're entertaining your grandparents starting today. My family looks down on me every day. I just know it. No, they don't. No, they don't. They've got an e-ticket ride through heaven, and you think they're watching your dumbass? <laughs> we'll take a look at you later. Exactly. Text me when you yeah. get here. <laughs> Even Lincoln would say that. Text me when you get here. <laughs> I just learned text. I'm Lincoln. I'm having the time of my life up here. They've got the greatest uh, stovepipe hat store you've ever seen. Like everything he's ever wanted. Stupid. But yeah, she's on TV yesterday. Heaven has a gate. And then God has the colors and the streams. So there's fishing. So fish die in heaven. Why the oceans? And what's in there? We're exploring them. Yeah. So there's like ocean heaven then and... So the fish die, and that they've got so you're an idiot. You're an idiot. Get Looking off TV. forward to it. I just couldn't believe they took her seriously. I've seen both, and then hell just smelled funny, and the screaming. Oh, the screaming! Like, all right, <laughs> knock it off. Somebody put this lady in a home. She's not done with her stroke yet. You'll see. Like your mom recently, unfortunately, passed. You you would think about all the things she's seen by now if she had full access to your life. Gross. Oh, man. I thought about that like the first uh, wackadoodle after. Uh, I'm like, Mom, don't look. Don't look down, Mom. Mom. See, I, 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 I'd assume away. like those moments where you think your thumb slipped through the toilet paper and you give it a whiff and realize it did. Those are the things I don't, yeah. don't want to see. Grandpa to see. Like, ah, it's stupid. 
Ah, I went right through. Thought I got to wash my hands. Better than that. <laughs> a turd in my thumb. I can't see. You don't want your grandparents seeing oh. that. And then when you get to heaven, Let's be check like, in on him. Oh, my, oh, oh if I died tomorrow and that was real, I wander up there and Alvar would be looking at me shaking his head. First off, how many black friends do you need? I'm like, all right, it's a different time now, Grandpa. Anyway, secondly, Jesus, you beat off like there's no tomorrow. Quit looking, you perv. You're the weirdo. Then we'd be in a fight. The second I saw him, it wouldn't be about like, hi, it's good to see you. It would be like, God, you, you're like a, a carousel of whacking. Want me spying on you when you're in the bathroom, when you're <laughs> yeah, alive? Yeah, I never, got the, I never got the opportunity to watch your polio ass whack off with your good arm. What gave you the right? Well, of course, I'm up here in heaven. I'm going to stare down at your dumb ass. And know that uh, how many times do you have to pick at that thing? It's not infected. It's a mole. <laughs> no. I'm not sure if it's a scab or a mole. I keep looking at it. And get better toilet paper. I'm tired of looking at you smelling your thumb every time. God damn it. Spend the extra and get the Charmin for Christ's sake. Yeah. Get the good stuff, you cheap son of a... God damn it. We've all been there. You don't want your grandparents looking down on that. They think... It's just this human arrogance to think we're so entertaining and valuable to other people that when they die, they can't keep their eyes off of us. Garbage. Garbage. But she was in heaven. She was on Jesse Waters yesterday. I'm like, Jesse Waters, I think you might be better than this. You make me want to watch CNN. That's how bad that show was. Pretty awful. And he introduced, we had a woman who went to heaven. She's making the rounds. She's convinced people that's a thing. Dumb people, but. Your family was there just waiting on her. And here she's dead. Oh, where she goes? She gets to go back. This is a bunch of bull****. When does she go on with Pat? Oh, Pat Robertson. We understand you met God. <laughs> Tell me about it. Well, he was there, and he told me he made a mistake, and he needed to send me there was a scheduling error. God makes scheduling errors. There was a foul up in uh, admissions. I don't understand. The, the Lord doesn't make errors. Why were you there? You got a sneak preview. What's hell like? It's stinky. Oh, that sounds bad, like homeless or people of color. <laughs> That's right, Pat. It reminded me a lot of the ghetto. It's terrible. I would never want to go to the ghetto or South Chicago or hell in that order. Yeah, it's, she's going to go on Pat Robertson. So the 700 Club, look, they can't get enough of that. And describe the pearly gates. What are their gates for? It's a, it's a wide open, infinite space. There's Why gates. Pearl? Yeah, well, there's gates, which means there's an ending. You can't go outside of Entrance. those. Yeah, is there an exit? It, it has to be. And then where are you? Only one way in. I'm going to take off for a little bit. <laughs> gates. You're idiots. People are idiots. They open the gates after a test. Well, didn't I already pass that test? You know everything. Now I got to go do a quiz. Welcome. It's a long road before you get to the gates, and it's garbage. There's fields, open fields, and people are working the fields. <laughs> I know. I guarantee you, the ones that weren't allowed in there until '77, <laughs> yeah. according to the Mormons. <laughs> yeah, it's terribly stupid. But there she was on TV, and I'm like, aren't we smarter than this? And we're not. Shouldn't people like this be like, oh, I know you've been through a lot. You've got your experience. I'm not going to be mean to you, but you're not going on TV with, like, newfound info. Give me some good intel. I used to love that. When uh, they had a show called I Survived and yeah. came back. So, like, they, they did some near-death experiences, and the Hindu people all had near-death experiences that took them to their Hindu religion. So it was what they were taught. 
And uh, it, whatever religion you were taught is the one you went to. And then the people who didn't have it, the one guy got hit by a truck on his bike and was like, what happened to you? Uh, floated above myself for like seconds, saw it, and then everything went black and I was nowhere. It's just nothingness. And like, really, that's it. And that's what he believed. So whenever you believe, your brain starts to, to satiate you with like, here, you're comfortable, don't worry. Well, so I heard that people say it was like the t- like the old school TVs that would that would fade to that. Yeah, light. yeah, yeah, yeah. Get to die. yeah. Well, that's the thing I've always said at the near-death experience. It's just your brain comforting it's your energy you. energy going. It's yeah. comforting you to say that you're okay. Uh, and, and your brain's going, you're dying, you're dying, you're dying. So it gives you it gives you a peaceful feeling of like, like this shock. is what it when would your be body like. Goes into shock, right? Because if the Hindu itself. guy goes up and meets Vishnu and an elephant right. and everything else, it's what you've been taught. Your body is taking. Otherwise, it would be a universal it's like experience. A good trip and a bad trip. Yeah. Well, no, it would be like if an Indian went. I was wrong the whole time. I went up and there was pearly gates and there was a Jesus. I did not believe in him, but there he was. If near death experience would be the same for everyone. Wait a minute. How many times I got to go through this goddamn gate? Making it sound like I'm going repeatedly. <laughs> Yeah, I was here a few years ago, and you <laughs> right. turned me away, right. which I found to be horse. <laughs> How can I go back to that mess when you showed me this? It's Shangri-La. What are you running a timeshare here? I have to sign up. Yeah, this lady had Tammy Faye makeup and all that. I'm like, yeah. Meanwhile, there's a grandpa. I watched you fiddle your bean 131 times. <laughs> Pervert. And Alvar, if you are watching, I'm sorry, but. It's just thin toilet paper. There's nothing I can do about it. How often would your grandparents... Ah, Christ. Baboo's sitting there watching Brady put down little pieces of... be proud. Putting down little pieces of toilet paper on the couch arm to beat off to the fish. She'd be proud of me. (laughs) Ah, she wouldn't. protecting the furniture. (laughs) She would not. Put some plastic on your furniture. She wouldn't shake hands with you in heaven, I'll tell you that. (laughs) How often do you have to smell that thumb? I got strong hands and toilet paper is weak. I must have watched you smell that thumb 150,000 times. I go through pretty hard. I take a lot of dumps. Thanks for watching. Got her eye on me. I'll tell them right now. Bill, Shirley, Alvar, Izzy, find something else to do. There's nothing to see here. This is not an entertaining moment. You're not going to get anything out of it. If I throw a touchdown pass in the NFL, I'm not pointing up thinking you saw it. You might not be tuned in. I know he was looking down on me. No, he wasn't. Stop it. He's busy. <laughs> He's in heaven. It's better than watching you. If that's heaven, count me out. If heaven is me standing up there going, I wonder what Brett's up to. That's a drag. That's just too many channels. That's just bogus <laughs> information. Yeah. Like, oh, God. Look at Brett smelling his thumb. Well, now he's beaten off. He hasn't even wiped himself. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I shower after. He's giving himself a blumpkin. Oh. <laughs> He's making candy ribbons on his turds and laughing. What are you doing in there? (laughs) Courtesy flush, Brett. How long are you going to sit in there? Oh, now he's looking at tube eight. He's not done for a while. I'm going to turn it and see what Toledo's doing. Oh, he's asleep. There's Brady jerking off to fish. What the hell's wrong with everybody? Heaven has to be better than this. I'm going to the fun park. Uh, what do you got on the big board of musical treats? All right, Wake Up Song brought to you by our buddies at Action Ride Shop. It's cold, so uh, why not get yourself a new jacket or a new hoodie? 25% <laughs> off all Action Ride Shop branded hoodies and jackets. All you got to do is mention KUPD. Go to actionrideshop.com. Plus, go visit the guys over at the yep. store, Gilbert and Southern. Get those rental skis, boots, bindings, boards, whatever you need. They got it for you, Action Ride Shop. Tell them Brett sent you. That's right. Pay twice uh, as much. <laughs> on the list. A lot of them coming up for Hopkins here. Uh, P. 
people equals S from Slipknot. <laughs> I helped you. Uh, thanks. Uh, been caught stealing, raped me, who was in my room last night from the Butthole Surfers, uh, five <laughs> minutes alone. There it and, is. Uh, that's the one. Five minutes alone for uh, Hopkins because that's what he wants. Yeah. Oh, he was that mad. Just give me five minutes. That's all he wants. Five minutes alone with TV's Doug Hopkins. Strong man, too. Jacob Allen says, do I wipe wrong? How the hell do you manage to get your thumb through the toilet paper? Middle, pointer finger, sure, but thumb? Oh, I have it go. Thumb most of the way. He wraps the paper around his thumb. Jacob must go through the... And you do a twirl, He must go through the middle. Yeah, I go in and I twist. (laughs) And then I try to I pull it out like you a like a magician's handkerchief. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how my thumb gets in there, but it does. Finger share, whatever you're doing, Jacob. I've had fingers go through, middle fingers blasted through. Got this really thick stuff too, and it's it seems to it seems to be uh, it's like BF Goodrich. The tread's too thick, and the paper will stick, and my hand will go right through the slot. Like God. And then Izzy and uh, Alvar are up there going, oh, he's done it. He's done it again. Hate watching that grandson of ours in his 50s. You think about it, my grandpa died in 1984. All he's watched me do, whack. That's it. The only entertaining thing. Like, he's not proud of anything. He didn't watch. I know that it's been around for a while, that that term where people are saying, oh, they're looking down on you. It's garbage. It's garbage. It's not accurate. Uh, it's just it keeps us feeling like connected to them. Yeah, your grandparents weren't coming over every day to keep an eye on you when you were alive. They didn't suddenly take interest when you're dead, just because you feel good about yourself and you want dead people to notice. <laughs> like you're just you're just an arrogant prick. You know, all of heaven was tuned into me yesterday. That's why I point to the skies. I know everybody's got their eye on this fella right here. Meanwhile, I got to go take a dump. Hopefully, the toilet paper's strong, so nobody sees that. I wouldn't want that. You've accidentally. I sneezed. Uh, well, I was washing my ass in the uh, thing the other day, and I noticed that the uh, in the sink where no in the shower where okay. you wash your ass. Right? Yeah. The sink. And uh, yeah, I don't know what's going on at his house, but I'm I'm glad your grandparents see that. It's just a- yeah, but I'm going, and I noticed that the uh, the tile was the suds were a different color because you know it's a post dump. You got to get a good scrub in, and uh, I'm looking. I'm like, that's just repulsive. And then sometimes you think about, I got to stomp something down there. <laughs> you had a waffle stomp. I, I had to waffle stomp. Oh, because I'm like, oh, there's something going on here. There was a piece. Took a dump in the shower. No, I didn't take a dump. That was just extra that I. Because a lot of get. times, a lot of times after, I, like if I'm at home and I do that, and I'll go because that's where you do it. And I'll just hop right in the shower and wash it off. There were some clingers. Man. I had to squish them in. And now I'm thinking, Ooh. my grandparents saw that. Because <laughs> they won't yeah. stop watching. What an ultimate disappointment I've become. Some people just waffle stomp. They just go in there. They're gross. That was an accident. What are you going to do? Tell Alvar and Izzy. Hopefully they've met Babu. Because that's, you know, Babu and uh, the great Apple chick. The great chick. Uh, your grandparents with the crazy names. You know they've met my grandparents now because they're probably in the same room watching us. If that's true. And they've got to be know. disgusted by the entire process. Pebble Chick might be up in heaven, busy on that Navy ship. There's a Navy? Shooting Japs. <laughs> <laughs> Die, you Shinto <laughs> scum. 
They got a navy. Heaven's got a navy. Oh, oh man, I didn't it's know that. I know Heaven's army. Yeah, everything they have. I know they got an aeronautical protection. Oh. Well, you heard about <laughs> the streams the, and that's oceans. True. There's oceans. They got to protect the streams from marauders. <laughs> protect those pearly gates <laughs> from you know the person with the gall to attack. I suppose Hitler might get you know uppity again. Anyway, five minutes alone for our friend Doug Hopkins, who had a, a place of his just burglarized by some jerks. Arizona's most powerful rock radio station. He said fully erect. The podcast you are listening to of Holmberg's Morning Sickness is brought to you by my friends at Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Meet, mesquite, repeat. Trust me on this one. You've had barbecue before. But you haven't had it this good. Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Eric'sFamilyBBQ.com. There's only one Eric's Family Barbecue location in Arizona. That's right, just one. It's in Avondale, and it's worth the drive over and over again. Barbecue restaurants that have several locations usually cut their quality for expansion. Not Eric's Family Barbecue. Eric serves Texas-style barbecue that never disappoints, always delicious, never rushed, and prepared to perfection. Now, we know brisket is king, but have you tried their pulled pork with coleslaw? It's a match made in heaven. Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Meet, mesquite, repeat. Go to ericsfamilybbq.com for more information. Still streaming. Holmberg's Morning Sickness. Online at 98kupd.com. And uh, again, uh, well, just to get back to it real quick, because Brett's girl, Medea, texted over and said, you guys are idiots. You wouldn't recognize me without makeup on. What'd you say? I said, I'd recognize that ass. That's right. Turn around. I'll know you're my Cinderella girl. Cinderella is the new perspective is as a man, we don't acknowledge your existence until you look good. That's the message. It's <laughs> true. I never, and I saw it live. I, I snored through a good portion. The best part about seeing Cinderella at the Phoenix Theater was the people in front of us. There was a guy who was a veteran of a, uh, Afghanistan or Iraq. I don't know. He, had that. he was a younger guy, but he had his hat on him. Like the second the play started, his wife clearly made him do this. The second the thing started, he's nuzzled up into his chest, out like a light, gone. And through all the singing and screeching and all the out like a light. And I giggled and laughed the whole time. And then intermission happened, the lights comes on, his head bobs up, he goes, he gets a drink, he comes back down, sits down, he's asleep again. But yeah, Cinderella, it, it was, it's the stupidest story I've ever, I don't, I don't remember it being that dumb. And Prince Charming is an idiot. He's got this shoe, see? And he's trying to find that special lady he just got done making out with. And then girls who clearly aren't her, he still tries to put the shoe on them. Nope, not you. Well, no, it's not her. She's black. <laughs> That's a black actress playing that she's not the one you were making out with five minutes ago. You can start to, through the process of elimination, just kind of wean out that one. That one's seven feet tall. This she is only a wears size. Jordans, yeah. not a glass <laughs> slipper. So this obviously. is a size six. Glass Jordans would be pretty <laughs> oh, awesome. Yeah. The size six and a half here is what we're looking for. If you've got anything bigger than that, just get out of line. You're wasting my time. But nope, the stepsisters go up with their red hair and their blonde hair. And he's like, I don't know. It could be her. How dumb is this guy? But again, the message sent was, ladies, unless you're in a ball gown and totally dolled up for us, we're going to pretend like we don't know you. (laughs) So you can walk around in that hobo moo-moo at home and act like we know. Sorry, I'm going to call the police, ma'am. You shouldn't be here. My wife is a beautiful woman in a ball gown with a tiara on all the time. Otherwise, you're a stranger. Cinderella, that's a great answer to that. You wouldn't recognize me without makeup, Brett. 
I recognize that fat ass. All right. <laughs> you turn around, make sure you're mine. <laughs> yeah, that's you. <laughs> Go put some makeup on. You look like a hobo. <laughs> you're a dick. Uh-huh. I like to watch you walk away when you look like this. <laughs> Is that my T-shirt? And are those pants, or did you make those out of dirt and clay? I'm not always going to be dressed up. I'm sorry. I'm calling the police. I don't know who this woman is. Please. Please. Yes, there's a strange woman in my house dressed as a hobo. We got to break in. I am his wife. I think she's demented. She's crazy. <laughs> I would never marry something that looks like that. <laughs> would you? Here, here's a picture. Oh, no, here's a picture of my wife. My God, she's beautiful. Is it a tiara and a ball gown? Yeah, that's how she always looks. <laughs> well, who's this? I don't know. I don't know who the hell that is. We got to get her out of here. I'm pressing charges. Now, if she's willing to put a tear in a ball gown on, maybe it is her, but she's in some sort of weird hobo bitch disguise right now, and she's screaming at me. <laughs> you're like, you're, you're at people's houses, and um, like you go through, and they have the wedding picture up there, mm-hmm. and you look at them. Well, you look at her now, it's like, oof, man. Oh, that was her? Who ate your wife? Like, the, 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 lady that, the lady that ate your wife, she had to stay, I guess? Like, it was part of the deal after eating your wife? Like, she lost a bet, said, if I can eat your wife, can I live here? Because that's what happened. <laughs> Yeah, some giant woman ate my wife, and now she's my new wife. <laughs> There's a similarity in the eyes. Yeah, yeah, well, after she ate my wife, she kind of took on some of her features. <laughs> she's over 150 pounds bigger than this picture. Yep. That beast over there just devoured her. And it's no different for the guy. Sometimes you look at a guy in a picture in a wedding and you're like, oh, my gosh, sure. you had hope. You were a strapping young man. Look at you now. Played quarterback. Yeah, and that's what he's still talking about. You know it's over. I was quarterback at uh, high school. Oh. I could have been contender. And then this big fat guy ate that quarterback? Yeah, that's pretty much what happened. And he took over with this big fat body. <laughs> I like this new Cinderella rule. We should implement this. Because <laughs> they're still running it at that Phoenix Theater if you want to go see it. The actors are good. Everything. It's very gay, though. All the, like a lot of the guys are not buying the fact that they're into Cinderella. It's like, no, that guy doesn't. He likes, for that. he likes Prince Charming. <laughs> he wants to try that shoe on. <laughs> Tweaking around a little too much. <laughs> He's doing... He, did the twirls like naturally? That Let's find you a match. He didn't have to rehearse the dance too long. He's been doing that his whole life. Prince Charming, it's just time to find a special lady like I've got. <laughs> Let's get Prince Charming something more than a beard here. Another family alliance. <laughs> <laughs> we don't talk about it. Anyway, what are you going to do? Cinderella. The whole new perspective on Cinderella. And ladies, I'm doing it. Come home today and. The- Swing that door open. Ah, get out of my house! Intruder! Intruder! <laughs> and she has to run to the bathroom and put her face on real quick. That's why June Cleaver was so awesome. She, she, and and our, my 92... There are... Look. Yes. My 92-year-old like lady, Paula, says, a woman my age should never, ever be seen without her face on. <sighs> Always. I agree. And I swear to God, this woman looks fantastic every time i see her she is done she gets up first thing in the morning you know, does her hair like that's that's a lost art for ladies like that doesn't happen at your house or my house or your house mm. they don't pop up and go i gotta get ready for the day and you give them that hour instead it's like what time are we leaving five all right and like three thirty, then everything goes to hell and you're in some sort of rush if they were like their grandmothers they'd get up in the morning and be ready for the day I have Cinderella one style. This is that great stuff. It's all it is, meaning, but dude. at the same time, and one friend that it was an intruder. I had no idea that was her. Yeah, that's how much face yeah. makeup 
was applied. All right. Well, never, I mean, never be seen without it then. That's it. If that's how you present yourself, then that's it. I don't want to see you without it. Cinderella. That's the Cinderella syndrome. You're not done up. You're going to jail. I don't know who you are. Women love those things. Cinderella's like a story. Women drag men to go see the play. I was there. I witnessed it. That's their party. They love that story because they see it as Prince Charming sweeping them off their feet. What they don't see was if another girl fit into that shoe, she won. He didn't care who it was. He just wanted some ass. All right, shoe fits. Let's go. That's not her. Shoe's fitting. It's her. Close enough. There's a lot of size sevens in the world, sister. You're not the only one. Oh, it's just depending on where you are in the line. I like it. Yeah, because no matter who the shoe fit, he didn't care about your personality. He just wanted the girl who fit in the shoe. Quite a, can you imagine if it was like Brittany Griner's shoe or yeah. something? <laughs> it was a size, size 17. 17. She gets a big ass feet. <laughs> oh, no. How you doing, player? I think that's my shoe. Oh, sweet Jesus. I hope. Ah, uh, it doesn't fit. Yes, it does. Wiggle yeah, it. Wiggle it. I'm like, I don't want to wiggle it. It'll go on. Wiggle it, Prince Charming. You're my man. Oh, Great. It forever. At least they condensed it down because in Cinderella, there would be that situation where like, ah, uh, we don't even have to try. Yeah, well, I no, of course, but that's that's how but, stupid the Prince yeah. Charming was. He looked at girls that, and he still tried to put it on her big ass foot. Like, you can do the eye test. He was an idiot. Prince Charming had no idea who he is. He's like Alzheimer's. I, I don't know who I was making out with, but I found her shoes. So there's no way you could convince me through voice recognition or something you said. Like, she could have come up and said, hey, we shared a moment last night. Remember that thing I told you? And then you kissed me. I was we one danced. of the, Yeah, I was in the yellow dress. I told you this. You told me that. Oh, that is her. No, the shoe was the only way to determine that because he's an idiot. But you're looking me in the eyes. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't remember. I don't, like, you think I remember what you said? I was trying to get laid. Is this your shoe or not? Anyway, uh, it's time now for Brady to give you all the news that only Brady knows, aside from the Cinderella breakdowns, which it's about time someone did. And I like our new theory. I've never heard that theory before, and I love it. Uh, But it's Wednesday, and that means it's Wingsday at Hooters for a limited time only. Choose your own Wingsday adventure. They're doing a new thing with Wingsday. Get this. Buy 20 wings, get 10 free. That's Or get all the wings you can eat for $20.99. Sweet. So, 20 wings, 10 free. That's 30 wings. You do pretty well for yourself. Or, for $21, you can eat until tomorrow. Just keep going. Wow. They should say, get all you can eat until we close. Because otherwise, somebody's going to test that You're keeping that fryer open? (laughs) Either way. You can eat for eight hours. Yeah. All you can eat until we're closed, no matter when you show up. Not eight hours, because you might show up at nine. You'll be up there until all night. You, you got until they close. All you can eat until they close. I'll throw that in there for you, Hooters, so you don't screw that up. Uh, either way, you're the winner when you go to Hooters and say thanks for this Brady Report. Brady Report. Good Wednesday morning to you, Phoenix. Hello, world. Hi. Happy National Opposite Day. I don't believe you. <laughs> well, A couple of baseless fun facts. <laughs> it sent me reeling. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> <laughs> Humans spend about 35 minutes a day chewing. Chimpanzees chew for about four and a half hours a day. Orangutans uh, chew for about six, six and a half hours a day. You made that last one up. Yeah, I know. Yeah. He had it looked yeah. up. He's yeah. like, um, he just threw a he number just threw up. that in there. I said six and a half. It's 6.6. Oh, okay. You so you undershot it a little yeah. bit. <laughs> you read it and then said, <laughs> I'm going to go with another yeah. number. Yeah. I've seen him chew for a day. It was about six and a half. Yeah, I bet you have. 
What's that guy got? Wow. All the wow. alien drool in the movie Aliens? Oh. <laughs> it's KY Jelly. Ew. It's expensive. I'm sure they Jesus, got a deal. What happened I'm sure to you? Ronnie, I'd love to have sex with your dryness, but uh, it's a little pricey to put the old juice they, they on there. They got a deal so. because they put the KY logo up in the uh, spaceship. So I'm going to do there. something that Brett taught me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not spending money on KY jelly. No, I'm saying they buy it in bulk, Brady. And they're not buying like a bunch of three point five. That'd be great for product placement. You know, like, she holds like a the tube. budget of aliens was based on their KY. It's killing us. We're way over. Sheesh. Sigourney, can you take your five million for the movie down to four point six? We got to buy more KY jelly. Hey Ridley, ooh, we're pushing, right. we're pushing our budget here. KY jelly, dollar seventy nine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. killing me. I'll do it the old fashioned way. The original design for the Space Needle in Seattle looked like a big balloon floating up from the ground. Eventually, it evolved into the final design. The balloon became a flying saucer. Yeah, it's neat. It's bad etiquette to eat a hot dog in more than five bites. At least according to the National Hot Dog and Sausage Council. What kind of hoity-toity party are you at that's serving hot dogs anyway? Unless it's a foot long, too. You have to worry about manners. Seven bites is acceptable. Well, you don't want to get the hot dog juice. You're not enjoying yeah. your Hebrew National yeah. dog. <laughs> That's Brady's new nickname, <laughs> Hebrew National. All beef, kosher. Why jelly's expensive? He's actually that. Just you know that if the backstory on that is, well, I better go get some of that. Well, looks like we're gonna stay dry for a little while. <laughs> There's a drought at my house because I'm not spending money on that. I didn't realize the price was so high. Any way we can film the alien without to drool? Because <laughs> just from that one sentence I know, you shopped it, it was too much, and you didn't buy it. That's too much. I better go grab some of that stuff. Unless I can get a 10 for 10. It's so expensive. Grab some Crisco out of the cabinet. And then you're a crazy person at Costco with a 10-pack of KY. Like, Jesus, what do you got, a mummy at home? <laughs> How much do you need? <laughs> One tube should get you through. Making another alien yeah, movie. a lot going on at home. You have no idea. Stuff's pricey. <laughs> I buy it in bulk. and make a slip and slide with my daughter. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to know the rest of that sentence. The big news uh, yesterday was the doomsday clock. Just went down to 90 seconds before midnight. Doesn't make sense. Dropped back uh, 10 seconds. Got 10 seconds closer. They've been uh, doing the advocacy group that's been that started. It was in 1947. Yeah, it's some um, it, look. Time is a man-made construct, anyway. This doomsday clock is just a variation of a fear-based nonsense thing they've had. If you were, yeah, the potential look, or likelihood of people doing something to end humanity, things that factor in uh, are like nuclear weapons. Uh, Iran increasing uranium enrichment, missile tests in North Korea, future pandemics from animal diseases, pathogens from lab mistakes, disruptive technologies. Basically, it's just a thing. Climate change. Red flag up to say we're up to a whole bunch of bad things. We always have been. I mean, if you thought if you lived through 1937 to 1944, that doomsday clock felt like it was at like one second. There's nothing about the world that felt good. That it's the best time to live on the planet. Period. 
uh, unless you're Doug Hopkins right now. The best time to live on the planet. It's the most convenient. It's the easiest. And yes, there are perils and there could be a nuclear war, but I think we're not going to go too crazy with it. And if we do, we deserve to have the doomsday clock, but it's not going to jump down to a second and be right. It's been as much as 17 minutes from midnight after the end of the Cold War. I'll tell you this. The people who have the most to gain for that uh, end of the world thing are the people who run the doomsday clock. Because if they shut it down to like one minute, in order to not look like morons, something horrible has to happen. So they'll be the ones that I'll have my eye on if the nukes go off that the doomsday clock people did it. Well, he says started so back, but way back in the day, and that's before we it had started Morty's. in 1947. The national so news after, that we have now, right. so of course yeah. it's going to be. It feels you know, a lot closer. Yeah, 1942 was more horrifying than today, no question. Yeah. Right, There's, but they started in 47. I know, but I'm saying it's always felt like we're on the precipice of blowing up the planet. Yeah, the plague probably felt pretty much like we've got a minute till it's all over. It's never been different, and we act like we act, we act like right now is the most dangerous time. It just feels like it, like Brett said, like the news tells you nothing but terrible things. Listen to someone who's telling you it's the best time to be alive. It's amazing right now to be on the planet. The things we're experiencing, no other generation, no other person who's lived here has ever experienced. It's 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 amazing right now what we're doing with well, human technology and all the stuff. It's great. What was the doomsday clock when uh, when COVID hit? I mean, that had to be exactly. ridiculous. They had to be you know, horrified at that point. All the fridge trucks downtown that they were talking about. Right. They were yeah. loading dead bodies mm-hmm. in them. Yeah. And even still, that wasn't scarier than the Nazis running over Europe. And, that, you know, then the invention of nuclear bombs to say we can't do this again. It's been worse is what I'm saying. We're at the best time in human history. Now, people suck pretty bad. And that's not going to change. But that's been the same the whole time. A new poll asked people how long they could go without using their phone. And the average answer was five hours and 11 minutes before they start going nuts. It's tough. Over half the people said they barely communicate with anyone if they don't have it. Yeah. Now that I can text the dead, the historical figures app, it's tough to put her down. I would like it every once in a while if the historical figures people just fired one back without me doing it, you know. Like if Kennedy just said, sup, Reaches bro. out to yeah, you. He reaches out to me. That'd like be I'm nice. done talking to him. It's like, and he fires one. Showing interest. On my way to Maryland's place. Yeah. And, uh... <laughs> I, uh, sorry I yelled at you earlier. I feel guilty. It's been a long day. I've got a lot on my mind. Got a lot less mind. This study asked a thousand Americans a question about different parts of the country. And uh, which part of the country is the friendliest and which is the rudest. Boston. The Northeast uh, was the rudest, and it's been that way for a while. That's a given. Oh, yeah. Boston's in it. The friendliest. um, Our answer hasn't changed much since 1983. The South ranks first, then the Midwest, and then the West, and then the Northeast. That's about all you got. (laughs) (laughs) You pretty much nailed all of the regions. (laughs) Who has the worst weather? <laughs> the Midwest. Well, yeah. 32%. And then 28% said the South. They're right. The West was voted as having the best weather. That's right. <laughs> Correct, please. If you're just saying right. That is the most mundane story I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> 
Les Nessman. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. With more news, Les Nessman. Where's the best place to, for a vacation? The West. Correct! Yeah. Because <laughs> the weather's good and they're friendly. You've cleared that all up. Who has the highest cost of living? The West. Cause Correct! Because it's, it's in demand. See, these are easy questions. <laughs> We need a story about Chai Chai Rod. Where, do, <laughs> where do most of the people who run things come from? The Kenya? I don't know. The Northeast. Oh, okay. Are you trying to hypnotize us? What are you doing? The world's fattest country. I ranked 195. Getting close. Countries, uh, a USA? Ranked 15th. Yeah, we still got yeah, all our golden corrals. We're and all that working stuff. on it. Um, the percentage of people basically uh, have to be greater than 25% BMI. Yeah. Um, well, like kind of uh, nations that you have to be fat to be warm. You know, which is always surprising how good looking Norwegians are. You'd think they'd be fat as hell. It's mostly in the Pacific. Is it really? So Samoa. Nauru. I don't know what that is. Does that even count? 88.5% of the population. Those Samoans are pretty fat. Yeah. Palau, Cook Islands, Marshall Islands. Those are the top four. Um, So South Pacific, they're generally just Samoa, Tonga. Yeah. Micronesia. Still wouldn't want to push them around because they're also strong. They're fat and strong. They didn't pull Texas Grill, though. No. I mean, I would have been. It's we'd just, have been up in the, the rankings. <laughs> I don't know why. They're, it's good fat down there. It seems to be a healthy fat because there's a, what is that story about? Uh, America's at 68% of the population's fat. 25. Yeah. Tonga has like a thing where 9% of its population has played uh, Division One college football or in the NFL. And there's like Samoa has a massive number for its population. Yeah. It would be like if... Uh, all of Arizona played professional football. The it's average this crazy of, number of how many people can come out of that. So they're strong and big. Twenty five percent or more in BMI Tonga was seventy eight and a half percent. That's gigantic. Samoa seventy seven point six percent. The uh, least overweight countries in the world. Africa got like nine China. of them. Right? Number five Nepal. Number four Ethiopia. Yeah. Three Bangladesh. Two India. Number one Vietnam. Vietnam, they're skinnier than all the 18.3%. other African nations. I've never seen a big Vietnamese person. I bet you go to that Sudan. and I bet They didn't even test there. What? The Sudan? What, you think they're there's a big... skinny. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there isn't a big BMI now, problem. Now, Cambodia. Look at their food, though. I mean, how <laughs> I are they going to get fat on that food? Exactly well, look at their food. When? Yeah. Right, exactly. So, uh, I don't even yeah, think they Sudan. bothered with Africa. Niger was number nine. Mm-hmm. Burundi was number ten. But Cambodia was number seven, so yeah. So they're getting better, is what you think? Yeah, they're putting on some weight. <laughs> and Sally Struthers left. She left him just enough ham. <laughs> Philadelphia is so desperate for lifeguards. It's coming uh, swim season. They're uh, offering people you can become a lifeguard. You don't even have to know how to swim. Well, just point it out. They'll teach you to swim yeah. before you take the chair. You'd hope so. Yeah, so you got about a couple of uh, months of swim lessons they'll throw in. Because of the pandemic, COVID, sure. then it opened back up, and then 2021, more people started swimming. I'll tell you this. A shortage of lifeguards. You're going to have a hard time getting lifeguards 
if one of the things you have to do is teach them to swim, because if adults haven't taken the time to learn to swim, they're not going to be real gung-ho about learning it for a job. So it's not really tapping into this. They're hoping like, someone's like, you know what? If it's only, about time I learned to swim. I really want to be a lifeguard, but I never took the time to learn to swim. They're not exactly signing up for the lifeguard position if they can't swim. They're not interested in water we'll at all. We'll see how that works out. Yeah, they're in of, the water. They're employable. Yeah, I stay out of that water. <laughs> Philly water, forget it. They flex. Have you seen the new flex seal guy? He does that fake house and he flex seals all the... Gaps in the windows and does it on the door. Flex seal, tape, and water can't get in. And then he's standing in the house. Somehow or another, they open a dam. And now the house is like under five feet of water. No, I'm standing inside, not a drop of water. <laughs> I'm like, how are you going to get out of there? You're, you're sealed in. And somehow, the magically, this computer roof lifts off and he's in the middle going, look, not a drop of water. It's been a horrible flood in your area, sir. There's fish in the window. No joke. And that's how they convince you that Flex Seal can it, it can turn your house into, you know, like if deliverance happens in your neighborhood, you'll be fine. This 31-year-old woman from uh, Winnipeg, Canada, was arrested last Sunday after setting off a firework inside a crowded restaurant. Uh, she was able to distract everyone, sets the firework off, and then goes over to the counter and steals a pizza. Ran outside, hailed a taxi, got in. Started acting belligerent, so the driver said, uh, you, out, get out of the car. That's where he opened his door to get her out of the back seat. She jumps in the front, carjacks it. Wow. But he hangs on to the cab, drags him for about 30 feet, and they finally got her pulled over. Taxi driver's okay. Somebody's here. Brady, it's former Vice President Mike Pence. Yeah, what's up? How's it, the Walgreens? And I just wanted to report to you and everyone else that I saw a Jolly Rancher bag that said, keep sucking, and I had impure thoughts. I just thought I'd, I'd rat myself out on that a little bit. Thanks for that. I also have many documents that I could have burned, but I'm telling myself for that. Also, one time, I wore my wife's underpants. Just thought I'd let the world know all my secrets. Wow. that's could have kept these quiet, but I... Pence, 2024. I'm a Pence narc. Brett, I stole a... Rice Krispie Square out of the office a second ago, and I didn't leave a penny. Snitches get stitches. I'm sorry. I'll snitch on myself. I'll stitch myself. Mike Pence just going all over the world telling all the bad things he's done. Disney World Splash Mountain Ride is officially closed. They shut her down because it's changing to uh, no a lifeguard. ride called Tiana's Bayou Adventure from The Princess and the Frog. Oh, uh, well, cave into some woke pressure there. That was a bad movie. So now there's a rare opportunity. Right now, people are selling the rare water from the water. Splash oh, Mountain Ride <laughs> on eBay. It smells horrible. Oh. It's going for hundreds oh. up to $1,000 for Splash Mountain water. Get a tub of it. A little Tupperware. Yeah. Try to convince people. Then you got to just tell people all the time, no, I'm not kidding. It's Splash Mountain water. Why'd you keep that? You could have wrung out your sweater. No, no, no. It's legit. For free, you could have wrung out your sweater. I never rode on Splash Mountain. Fun. Was it? It's a good ride. To me, it just seemed like a log ride at any other... It is, but it's pretty fun. They got a good one. They've got better ones at other places, but that one's pretty fun. I went through it twice. And I don't think anybody's going to... Nobody really cares what the... Like Indiana Jones, they could trade that in for something else, and you'd be like, the ride's still fun. It's just nostalgic. The Tierra and the Frog thing, whatever yeah. her name was. Tiana. It's a bad Disney movie. 
They have that time one. Tantrika and the they, frog. Yeah, Tantrika and the frog. They have that one section of Disneyland that nobody goes to that you don't even realize that they put on live shows with all the characters that were kind of misses. And that one's on there. And like, there's a bunch of them. You're going, what's this? And it's kind of the the island of misfit Disney toys. And they'll go on and sing and yell. Yeah. And you're like, Moana. And yeah, she's kind of a lame one. And that what's that Scottish one that ran around? Brave. Yeah, she's terrible. They've, she's got a little show in the corner. But now this one, that's pressure because that's that tells me that they don't have any intention to make any more black princesses. Screw it. Do the one no one liked. We're all out of brown crayons. Hormel has partnered with Modest Brewery out of Minnesota to create Hormel Chili Cheese Brew. It's a chili cheese spiced beer. On the label, it says it pairs well with recliners, gaming, and late night snacks. Yeah. They're rolling it out because you can get it in time for the Super Bowl. Go to HormelChiliCheeseBrew.com. Uh, they're selling it online for 12 bucks a pack. Sounds like it pairs well with Zantac. You get a four-pack for 12 bucks, Then you'll probably pay twice that for the shipping. No offense, Hormel, but I'll just stick with the beer companies making my beer. <laughs> Let's get to some radio videos. Got a couple of quickies here. A couple. Pandering to bread, I'll say that right out, right off. <laughs> You'll oh, no. see it. That's bad. No, no. Oh, okay. First one's uh, two guys uh, doubling up on a scooter, going in between two cars. They didn't see the uh, the chain towing the oh, other car. No. Behind. Oh, they try to switch but lanes. Oh, yeah. Well, no, it's not only switching lanes. They're going. Oh, I'll go between these two cars. Oh, I see. But one's towing the other with a chain. Yeah. So this is a clothesline. Oh, sweet Jesus! Wow. It's a quick. Uh, <laughs> no, that could have been a lot worse. Yeah. Oh, her back. Oh no. <laughs> but yeah, I'll I mean, learn her that was a risky move anyway. Those cars are a foot apart. <laughs> it's she just did a good flip. Dumb people being dumb. Uh oh. Next one's doing on a bike, getting a little uh, chin check on some wood crates. He's on a little dirt bike. He's doing the bouncing on one wheel to jump over to the other uh, bicycle. Log. No, no. Oh! Oh, he does a little back tire bunny hop and tries to jump from crates to a ramp and doesn't make it. Oh, but his face goes right into the ramp. Wow. Oh. First comment says, good thing you wore a helmet. <laughs> does he hit his head or his face? His face. His face on oh, the log. Yikes. Next one's a little band rage. It's, uh, it's I have to admit, Brady, when you said face on a log, I pictured something else. I'm going to turn myself in. <laughs> Mike Pence is guilty. You of put your face on the <laughs> He saw he did, his brain did it. Poor guy. This is I'm gonna say this is a band breakup. Or one of the this. members is definitely love to see this between you and Katero. Uh oh. Yeah. You're playing the wrong beat. Now you're messing with him. Oh, no, the drummer oh, yeah. got to, Oh, oh you don't mess with the drummer, he's eleven feet tall. Keep, <laughs> Okay. Keep it going, bass. Kick it back in. Oh no! Oh, the guitarist hits the drummer with the guitar. Now they're in a full melee on the stage. You better stay on time. This is my brother's equipment, bro. You were playing the wrong song, dickhead. You call yourself metronome, asshole. Well, he clocks that little dude at first. Yeah, he puts some Mike Reno pants on the old guy. <laughs> oh, oh, man. Oh, oh, man. Oh, oh, man. Good night, Bird's Nest. Oh, man. We love you. 
And this is why we can't have Joe's Grotto anymore. <laughs> the dude was playing the wrong song. Did that happen every night at Joe's Grotto? The one I'm most impressed with is Danny Zalisco there up front. I know. won't stop playing. It it, like the band is in too. a fist fight, and he's just still keeping rhythm guitar moving. The bass has got to go. Show must go on, bro. Yeah. Hey, I'll... I told you, no Nazareth. <laughs> I'm rolling, baby. That's pretty great. That drummer is just crushing that hi-hat, too. Something's going on. They were going to fight anyway. Bill's Mafia pregame from last week. Oh. Is this a pinata? Oh, he's playing. Oh! oh! They spun a guy and then threw a ball at him. He's supposed to the hit it with a bat. The reaction's pretty good, too. And he goes face into a, bu- a parked bus. Ugh. Please tell me they were spinning him first. That's what I... That's I've, seen the, I've seen the full video, yeah. yeah. Considering he's lifeless and laying there, I'm glad he's not in a number three jersey. Yeah, not, I was just thinking the same thing. The Bills Mafia has that happen in the parking lot every day. Oh, it's heart stopped. It's heart stopped. Pray for uh, Lamar. Too much cheese. <laughs> he's wearing a number 94 jersey. That dude, I don't know. Who is that? Like, dude, I have no idea. Bargain basement jersey. one. have to ask Paul. Next one's for Brett. Oh, this one's a classic. I love this one. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> of course he knows it. It's an Asian lady. I'm looking at an Asian lady. Iron Man's trying to sneak up. Iron Man sneaks up on her. And it's, <laughs> <laughs> it's a classic. <laughs> a man sneaks up on an old Asian lady with an Iron Man mask on. She is unfazed. He takes it off, and he's a black man, and she runs. <laughs> Look at He's got white gloves on. <laughs> <laughs> See, it's not just for me. <laughs> Human beings are horrible. Uh, I should have known you've seen this. Oh, no, it's a classic. People. Yeah, that's very You funny. can't play that one too much. That is very funny. <laughs> Especially because you know that dude's in on it. Like, oh, yeah. he knew. Like, watch how racist this old lady is. Oh, I enjoy that. And now for death and disappointment. That's uh, not too bad today. Okay. Crandall videos. <laughs> Uh, these are courtesy of Rico today. Okay. Oh. So now Rico stepped it up. Yeah. And uh, here's a... <laughs> it, they don't want to take the stairs. They're trying to make the easy way down. He's well, those stairs are broads. broken. <laughs> yeah. And, what, uh, that house? So check this one out. They've got a slide on their stuff. Oh, fun! Couple oh, of mattresses. Oh, what? Exactly. What else am I looking at? These are just... What happened? What was the roommate doing? Sort of semi-hot girls that put a mattress on a staircase and they leap headfirst onto the thing and bounce oh, down the stairs. Geez. And then a naked lady walks through <laughs> who needs to do some treadmill work. She's a little She's a little loose, I think. A little sloppy. Let me see that again. How far down? She didn't even make it very far down the staircase. Her, her leap is about three steps and then this bounce. Oh, Jesus. And why is that giant transvestite just walking around the house? Going through the VRBO. Yeah, this is what happened at Doug's house yesterday. <laughs> they were playing around with all of his new stuff. Uh, here's a mountain bike. We've seen ones similar to this one, but... Uh, He's going yeah, down a is, big hill. Oh, yeah. That is just way deep. This is the ragamuffin. Oh, oh, this is the ragamuffin. Oh, yeah, we've done this one. Oh, have we done this one? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Oh, I don't remember this at all. Oh, yeah. Guy just... What was he going to do if he stayed on the bike? Now he's jello. He's got yeah, no. He hits that oh, gravel field. Are you rolling? He's still back? rolling. Oh yeah, that is a steep pitch. Wow. All right, and then this one. <laughs> I don't like when you giggle. Careful when you're. Uh, I guess. I guess the jump is uh, worse than getting caught by the cops. Uh, the cops have caught people on a second floor of yes. what looks to be a parking garage or an overpass. 
And the dude just jumps. Oh! Oh, he missed. They had him. He's a suicide guy. They have the big mat well, for him to really land on. To him, are they? He jumped over their Ouch. landing. Yeah, inflatable. they had the big inflatable. Yeah, to keep him from jumping. So this guy was going to kill himself, right? He didn't get caught. Oh my god! He was threatening to kill himself by jumping onto the freeway below, oh, and they had the, they had the inflatable in the wrong spot. And the sound. Oh, oh that's a body hitting. Guys, we got to work on the uh, the landing cushion a little bit better. What the hell is it doing under the overpass, you idiots? Oh, he did like a full-on run and jump, too. He wasn't just falling off the edge. Wow. One more time, Brett. Oh, okay. How far off is that inflatable? Yeah, they just assume he's just going to fall off. He, he misses that by 20 feet. He wow. saw the opening and wow. took it. Wow, yeah. He's ambitious, that guy. What a shame we lost him. <laughs> Holy Man, smokes. Well done there. Good videos today, boys. Well done. Well done. Wednesday at Hooters. They brought you this Brady Report. Thanks, guys. It's 98. Arizona's most powerful rock radio station. He said fully erect. 98. The podcast you are listening to of Holmberg's Morning Sickness is brought to you by my friends at Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Meet, mesquite, repeat. Trust me on this one. You've had barbecue before. But you haven't had it this good. Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Eric'sFamilyBBQ.com. There's only one Eric's Family Barbecue location in Arizona. That's right, just one. It's in Avondale, and it's worth the drive over and over again. Barbecue restaurants that have several locations usually cut their quality for expansion. Not Eric's Family Barbecue. Eric serves Texas-style barbecue that never disappoints, always delicious, never rushed, and prepared to perfection. Now, we know brisket is king, but have you tried their pulled pork with coleslaw? It's a match made in heaven. Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Meet, mesquite, repeat. Go to ericsfamilybbq.com for more information. Still streaming. Holmberg's Morning Sickness. Online at 98kupd.com. Moving on towards this. Today's just flying by, so we're getting everything together, and then suddenly I get this text. Your boy's at it again. Oh, here we go. Daddy. Hi, Richard. Daddy. <laughs> here we go. Uh, so is Richard okay in there? Can he stand up straight? Because he's bent way over backwards on the text line defending Biden. Not defending Biden. <laughs> I'm not. Uh, what I'm always at it again. Why am I getting these emails? What's going on? No. What discussion having, are you in over there? I'm having conversations with people about, about the classified documents because they were going after you for not making it a bigger deal. And I'm like, it's a big deal. I just, don't, I just don't know whose side know to be on. I don't know if it is a big yeah. deal. That's, what, that's all How I've been How are you defending now. Biden? Why is this person I saying didn't. That? I didn't defend Biden. I said Biden and Pence are the same. They both admitted that they that they had them, and then they came forward. They ain't the same. You're not in an argument. You're not in an argument. They ain't same. One's a one's a puss cuck, and the other one is Mike Pence. <laughs> <laughs> what have you said that may be considered? Uh, well, I think you're also like when you said they both admitted to having them. I think the people that listened to the other heart also heard. Well, no, they knew about some of that. And held it for the midterms. That in November they knew about it. Oh, I don't care about any of that. All I so care about is what he's talking about. Oh, well, yeah. I don't know I didn't what you're say saying about that. All right, yeah. I'm getting them now. Your boy's at it again. You're 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 going back and forth with somebody. Yeah, because somebody was defending Trump, and I said, I said, uh, if if you're doing that, then all Biden has to do is say, well, I declassified him too. All right. After the fact, and they're like, no, That's we right. can't do that. That's why he's there. Back. It is. There it is. Now, now we're going. 
Now I see. Hi, Richard. You got a Trumpy on one line. You got Toledo <laughs> fighting the Trumpy on the other. I'm going to get the text. Your boy's at it again. Daddy. Well, it's not about daddy. If you <laughs> stop doing it, Richard. It is, too. To come yell at it me. Is about you. No, they go straight the, to you. I what know. What does it matter? Because they like tattling on you, I when, know, you exactly. when you get That's all what I'm uh, saying. cucky. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't this the opposite of being cucky? Here, he's doing it now. Look at him go. Hi, Richard. <laughs> a little defensive over there. Just saying. When I start hearing it, I don't care that you're doing it. I just want to know what's going on. Oh, yeah, no. So I don't answer back with, I, what's going on? Let's I talk about stopping. it. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> to the detriment of many. Hilarious. Toledo will defend Biden to his... <laughs> <laughs> no matter what you guys want. Somebody's got you to. Can, you can poke him. And he Come will on, go. man. It's my guy. Anyway, what are you going to do? Uh, so I just wanted to make sure it wasn't getting heated over there, because occasionally that'll happen. We think Toledo's working hard, and all he's doing is yelling at people. And they get into politics. I brought up the whole document thing, basically saying I don't think any of anybody knew where those were supposed to be before a couple weeks ago. That's kind of what I said, too. So we're all acting like we're so knowledgeable about National Archives, and I think most of us are just learning. That's where everything goes. And you couldn't tell me at all where it is. John, are we sure Biden isn't Toledo's dead? Maybe that's why. <laughs> Maybe he that's why he defends <laughs> old guys. He defends old guys he's never met before, just in case. Yeah, and that's the problem. Like as, as Scott says, if the document thing is wrong, it's wrong for everybody, and that's kind of what I'm saying. It's wrong for everyone. Yeah, I agree with that. And all I said to this guy is, I said nothing's going to come of anything on us. Yeah, it's a huge distraction for you. That's all it is. I think it's just a. I think we all act like we're in the know now. Now, basically, what we Nobody's should be saying is nobody. Re- they don't even know what's like. We can act like we know. I don't know what something bigger is going on that we don't know. Or maybe it's not. and somebody emailed me and said, "Well, Hunter made all sorts of money off of those documents. Well, then he's an idiot for not burning them too. I'm just not understanding why they didn't burn them. Why are they off not what documents? The documents they found in Biden's, Biden's garage. Nah. You don't know. Oh, here's the guy. Right. And neither does he. That's my point. I don't know. He doesn't know. <laughs> no. He's being a dumbass, your boy. He doesn't get the difference between vice president and actual president. No. Your logic was <laughs> that a president can declassify anything he wants. And I said, Hi, well, by that logic, Biden can declassify whatever he wants to now, too. You don't know what you're talking about, cuck. <laughs> you didn't know anything about Hi, anything. Richard. Your boy is at it again. I don't follow the mainstream media. <laughs> Yeah, ah, here we go. And you this say you're not so- at it again. Look at you go. You're <laughs> <laughs> It's just fun. He'll be fine. Things always turn out right for that boy. Anyway, just keep fighting with each other. Yeah, I agree though. But I think the, I just don't understand why they're not better criminals. Yeah. I, I, I don't I get agree. the Mike Pence tattling on himself. I certainly don't understand why you don't burn those documents the second you see you've got them. You just call people and go, "I've got documents that you should probably." I think you're just going to get yourself in trouble. Trump, Biden. Uh, Pence, anybody right. who's got these documents right. that I didn't know, and they weren't that important to the National Archives, were like, hey, we're missing documents, so it wasn't that. That's the tiring thing. When you don't parrot whatever they're saying, it automatically means that I love Biden or I love Trump or you whatever. You isolate that for me. Yeah. Oh, I will. <laughs> so you, we have to have I love Biden from Richard. <laughs> Hi, Richard. <laughs> well, I hope your spine's okay because people are worried that nah, you're it's a soft. having a chiropractic issue, that you're bent over so backwards that you're like a slinky going down the, going up the stairs. And the documents, I, you know... Nobody can have a simple conversation. No, I agree. And I, my simple conversation is, I'm too dumb to know what's going on. That's kind of what And I'm not going to pretend I do. 
I think I, I agree with the statement that if it's wrong, it's wrong for everyone equally. So if you're, atta- but I don't, I don't know that anyone really knows where those were supposed to go. And to have, you know, if Brady and I started to have some sort of conversation about these documents, the two of us would be dumb. Like you don't know, you didn't know about these documents two weeks ago. And now suddenly we're all experts because the news said this, this, and this. I think it's just crazy. My only beef is, and I think Brett's with me on this. Why didn't you burn them? I like my yeah. politicians crooked and well covered. These guys are, they're letting, like, if I'm going to have a dude go underhanded, he better cover all his bases. If you're going to do something sneaky, cover your bases. And if you've got documents in your house you're not supposed to have and you stumble across those, the last thing you need to do is tell people about it. Start the burning process. That's they what had I'm, to have looked at, at the documents at the time. But again, I'm no, assuming I think they just throw and saying, in you a know box. what, this is. Again, not that big of a deal. I'm going to take it home. Why are you taking it home? Right. And you're not supposed to do that. Evidently, there's some process that they ask you when you leave the room. Are you clean of documents? And then you're supposed to say yes. So you did take them. Then you stuffed them in a box at home and you put your vet next to it. Nobody knows. And Mike Pence has them. They just keep popping up. I get more. Uh, Toledo's getting some backup here on, yeah. on online. Justice for Richard. <laughs> Gaslight Trump tards. Hi, Richard. <laughs> ah, those are your peeps. <laughs> That's what I said on the other side. The cuck army's going to come a marching down 50 seconds. trying to have a conversation. Hey, hey. Oh, oh. I'm going to watch my wife get blown. What? Marie Antoinette. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't. I don't. And again, I'm I'm an observer. You can get mad at me and all. It's a bigger deal than it needs to be. But I think we're making it a big deal because we're told it's a big deal. I don't think if the National Archives knew they were missing for years that they were that important in the first place, or something else is really wrong. And I need to just be in the dark about it. My thing is, I don't trust Pence now because I want my politicians Rat. crooked. Yeah, he's honest. Yes. I don't. I'm not used to this. Something's Take it wrong. from Italians when this back when everything was flowing real good and we didn't like authority had authority and we didn't constantly question everything. We were supposed to question them a little, but our politicians covered their their asses. They yeah. were crooked and they knew they were crooked and they were good at it. Look at Las Vegas when exactly. it was crooked. It was amazing. It's amazing. And then they straightened it out and they they almost ruined it. Yeah. And the mob came back in and goes, "You guys done playing." Candy has family land yeah. over here. We're coming back in with yeah, mob stuff. This. And it's better than it's ever been. And it's quiet. Like, the, the sad, straight, and narrow people had to put their heads down and go, we failed at Vegas. All right. You gave it a nice try. Now get out of the way. Let me, let me, let me start working on it. What in the hell is going on at Treasure Island? Put the whores back on the boat. This isn't a family adventure. For a while there, it was a swashbuckler's dream. Now you go there, and it's chicks and thongs and pirates dry hump in the air because i can't wait to get on the boat to rape those ladies it's a great show and some people still think kids are invited they're not it's terrible dirty shows i like it when people are handing out uh they're snapping those things and give you a, a little a business <laughs> see, card of a see. naked lady's wide open legs that's what i like those are the classified documents in vegas uh oh! Now the handing out those out. Have your boy read up on Clinton's sock drawer. He wouldn't respond when I asked him about that. I don't well, know. I haven't gotten that there. Right, Toledo. Get on it. All right, your boy. I'll be back at it again in the sock drawer. I imagine those were some crusty socks. Though. Yeah, I would think so. Tube socks are walking around by themselves. By the way, I've yeah. never really defended Clinton. Clinton yeah, is right, calm down. Clinton kills a lot of people. Don't. Here we go. The boy's at it again. Don't bring Clinton into the mix. That's a hero. God's sakes, might as well just kick Mickey Mantle in the nuts for the guy. 
Anyway, sorry, Richard. I don't want to. I, I don't. I'm not begrudging you for getting involved, but evidently there's some people who are tired of it. Oh, here's another guy. <laughs> All right. I don't know if you caught it, but as you were talking to Toledo, he was making a point. He was giving an example. He stated, "I love Trump." What a great opportunity to splice that one too. That is good, but I think he would defend that, and then we'd have the whole show about. It. Right. I like his. I'll I love you Biden. Both. You did both. You All right. I love Trump. I love Biden. All right. I'm just going to stick with this one. Hi, Richard. <laughs> That's how I know we got trouble. That's the that's the people who love Richard sound a lot like that. Hi, Richard. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> it won't stop. Stop beating up Toledo. He's just he's in love with an old man. It's all right to do that. <laughs> Someone's calling Sleepy Toledo now. Yeah. <laughs> Manchurian candidate. <laughs> Here's one that just came through for you. I like Sleepy Toledo quite a bit. Uh, all right. This one says, uh, oh, God. <laughs> Sounds like Toledo is possessed by some cuck demon bent over backwards, climbing down the stairs of communism, vomiting his extremist lefty views. <laughs> yes. Is that Rob Wood? You yeah. nailed sounds it. like something Rob Wood. Yeah, it's, right. uh, well, it's a crime to Toledo that, uh, well, that was the one thing. It's the good side of the exorcist, the little girl who was possessed, was named Reagan. How <laughs> That makes sense to Toledo, of course, the demonic... Messy one. Should have, should, of course, it was a Reagan that was a possessed mess. If its name was McGovern or uh, Carter, that little girl would have been just fine. Anyway, leave Toledo alone. Stop with the politics. I brought up the documents because it's a big story. But I'm, I'm again, I'm an observer. I, I don't know what to expect because I'm too stupid to know. And I just, uh, one thing I do believe is that the news doesn't understand any of it either. And they just tell you what you need to hear. And then uh, you pick a side based on that, and everybody's all fired. Last night at the game, some some guy turned to his friend and, you know, they found more documents at Biden's place. I'm like, you really can't you can't live your life caring about this that much. It's going to take down the whole nation. No, it's not. Those documents? Yeah. What does that mean, to take down uh, the whole nation? Look, I don't know. That's what I and want neither to do we. I want to know about this National Archive, though. Are we allowed in it? Are there tours? Can we check stuff out? Yeah, is there stuff I can go in and well, take home to my jet? I think you can tour it, but I don't know if you can pull out docs and. It just look at seems it. like a lot of papers, and I don't like reading well, that much. Ton. Don't you think we should have some kind of repository for that kind of stuff, though? Check in, check out system. Like, what do you mean? Just, like you and me? Just, no, just generally. I think there should be a position where there's like, look, you'll get a call from the library if the book's out too long. Yeah, I agree there. So I don't know how these papers but, aren't But in you got to know the book exists first before you know it's missing, right? So if they don't even know it exists, how important is it? It was my point. Yeah. And if it can sit in somebody's garage for months and nothing bad's happened, what's in there? Like, I don't even know what's on Why these papers. Why am I getting right? derailed yeah. on this? I'm well, saying the same because you're a liberal thing. cuck and I'm a logical <laughs> man. Hi, Richard. <laughs> I'm a grown man. People respect my opinion. You over there. No, I got a garbage Look, can. I could be 100% wrong. I don't understand it at all. That's all I'm saying. I don't get it. Maybe it is the biggest deal in the world, but right now it seems like just a bunch of know nothings dropping papers where they don't go. New I, system when they walk out of the office, yeah. everything's shred. Right. It doesn't surprise me at all. And your briefcase over. That these people are stupid and they don't know what the. And they don't, it doesn't surprise me these politicians are doing. I don't think that, I don't give them enough credit to be smart enough to be pulling anything off. I think they're just dumb. And they get boxes of things. They're like, whoops. I think it's a whole bunch of whoopsie. And there's probably a couple people who are sideways on it. And those are the ones burning the documents, the ones who are good at it. Smart ones. If you find classified documents in your house and you didn't know they were there, you made a mistake. What are you talking about? The one, exactly. If you're a good crooked man and you've got classified documents, like somebody planted those, you start your story immediately. 
You don't go ratting yourself out to the FBI. Maybe someone will come out today and say, by the way, Pence dropped off some yeah. files at my place I didn't know. Does Mike Pence go home to his wife and go, honey, I'm going to sleep on the couch the next couple nights. I looked at a lady's ass and I really got excited about it. I'm just going to stay in this room until I figure out what I've done wrong. She's probably good, you snitching puss. <laughs> right. <laughs> Sleeping in my bed. Snitching puss was my favorite cartoon as a kid. <laughs> anyway. Uh, we got Rock Wars coming up a little bit. Leave stop the Clinton people. Oh, no. Now Clinton people are coming <laughs> at you. Go. Oh, boy. Here we go. <laughs> Look here, cuck. <laughs> the Clintons have killed over. They killed more people than Pol Pot. Seven million dead because the Clintons. You don't even know it yet. I don't. I, I Honestly, I've gotten to where I just don't care. Oh, well. If this takes down the nation, what is my anger going to do about it? We have to have an upright. Like my dad. I think my dad taught me that accidentally by saying you got to prepare for the Civil War. That's <laughs> so like, I'm not doing that. Again, we've been over it, but I'm not fighting back. If hordes of lunatics are storming, you know, Barrage Avenue on their way to my place down in Phoenix. <laughs> like, oh, they're right around the corner there. I saw them. I've got a few hundred rounds and then we're pretty much done. I'm not shooting a bunch of people just because then what? I'll shoot people that try to hurt me now. But if we're in a place where the government in is the in place control, of we, glory. I'm not going down screaming Wolverine at anybody. <laughs> I'll get a pop tart. I'll put it in there. I'll enjoy it. I might have an English muffin with some butter and one last diet soda and I'm out. You can have it. This isn't a play. I don't want to fight for food. Food's too easy to get right now. If that falls apart, I, you get no fight from me. All the Safeways are closed, and you have to kill your food now. I'm like, that's the end. That's I'm done. You've, you're missing one John Holmberg now. He's out. you got to fight. you got to have water supply. No, no, no interest. All done. Uh, it's almost time for Rock Wars. Did you win again? No, you did. Oh, I won. Okay, it's my you turn. You won on the John Gordon card. That's right. Okay, that's my turn. So we'll have the Rock Wars topic coming up in just moments. It's 98. Arizona's most powerful rock radio station. He said fully erect. The podcast you are listening to of Holmberg's Morning Sickness is brought to you by my friends at Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Meet, mesquite, repeat. Trust me on this one. You've had barbecue before. But you haven't had it this good. Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Eric'sFamilyBBQ.com. There's only one Eric's Family Barbecue location in Arizona. That's right, just one. It's in Avondale, and it's worth the drive over and over again. Barbecue restaurants that have several locations usually cut their quality for expansion. Not Eric's Family Barbecue. Eric serves Texas-style barbecue that never disappoints, always delicious, never rushed, and prepared to perfection. Now, we know brisket is king, but have you tried their pulled pork with coleslaw? It's a match made in heaven. Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Meet, mesquite, repeat. Go to ericsfamilybbq.com for more information. Still streaming. Holmberg's Morning Sickness. Online at 98kupd.com. Uh, people emailing like crazy. It says, John, I swear to God, I'm becoming more and more like you every day. I just don't care about politics. It's so tribal, it's impossible to have a conversation with someone. I don't care about who's stealing important documents or who's being overly honest about documents. I just don't care. i got enough problems in my life. No matter what, there's always going to be something we can bitch about with these people. I don't care enough to be part of a revolution or an insurrection. i got things to do, man. Spent the whole day yesterday texting Walt Disney on why he hates Jews. <laughs> See, <laughs> that's exactly what we need to be doing. Historical figure. Yeah, I think the thing that is missing in all this 
is that the guy who's mad at Toledo and Toledo going back and forth on your boys at it again, uh, text 97936, <laughs> is they don't realize that one will say, well, Trump did it. And then he'll say, well, Biden did it. Well, Pence did it. Well, Clinton did it. Well, Bush did it. And what you really are saying is they all do it. Why are you taking a side? One side's not better than the other. They all suck. Come to my way of thinking and hate all politicians equally. And then pick and choose your avenues. Especially the honest ones. You can't I trust hate them. the honest ones. You can't ones. trust them. I like the ones that are going to go, like, like what Chappelle said about Trump. He came out of that house and said, everything that you think is going on in there is. And, and we're all doing it. And then he went back in there and kept doing it. Right. <laughs> and everybody's like, oh, my God. Now give us more money. And okay. the reason, and, and he was, it was a brilliant piece of philosophy when Chappelle said, and the reason Hillary didn't get him, because he was right, and she was doing it too. And he knew he had them dead to right saying, they're all crooked, so am I, nothing you're going to do about it. This one says, uh, God damn it, Toledo, you're so liberal. Get back in that basket, basket you bastard. <laughs> Got to hop in his basket. <laughs> Yeah, people get mad at Rich, which I find hysterical and uh, want to encourage. So, <laughs> for today's Rock Wars, because this seems to be a, a thing that pops up quite a bit, you know? Bastard from a basket! When he gets going and stuff like that. Uh, Look at me. You're lower than a bastard. We have a theme song for the Your Boys At It Again that keeps popping up. We have to pick a theme song for when I get texts going, your boy's at it again, and people start arguing with Toledo, and we don't know that's going on. Toledo's got a job to do. Don't distract him anymore with this stuff. <laughs> just realize that you're you're both on the same coin. You're just one side and he's the other. But it's the coin you need to be concerned about, not the side you're on, for crying out loud. So we need a theme song for when Toledo's at it again. <laughs> All right. A rock and roll theme song. Uh for when Toledo gets attacked and fights back with all of his Biden love that he can muster. With his Katie Hobbs shirt on and his... <laughs> I love the left. Uh, it's uh, 917. you got a suggestion. Holmberg at 98kupd.com. Or you can text 97936 when you're not yelling at Richard. Your suggestion to that number as well. Uh, you can also fire it up on Facebook. We'll have our selections in just moments. Rock Wars is coming up. Arizona's most powerful rock radio station. He said fully erect. <laughs> it's time. For the weekly battle of musical <laughs> supremacy, it is called Rock Wars. <laughs> and I believe there's a twist in it. <laughs> there is. A lemon twist. Fruity, I should say. Uh, a little accidental insight into the other guy's stuff. It's brought to you by our friends at Mo Money Pond. Shorter long-term collateral loans from $10 to over 100,000 of them. No credit needed and top dollar paid with the entire process just taking several minutes. MoMoneyPawn.com. Home of Doug Hopkins stuff. <laughs> we got to put Byron on that. Yeah. Because if it's not uh, documented through some sort of claims, these guys will have a free-for-all over there. Doug sent me a list of things that were stolen from his home to give to Byron and the guys. Okay. So we'll do it. Crazy. TV's Doug Hopkins got robbed last night. Or not in his house. An Airbnb he's keeping up. Trying to be nice to people. 
decked it out with toys and games. and Everybody stole all of it. Poor son of a bitch. Uh, our boy's at it again. It's a theme. We have a problem. Uh, people argue with Toledo on our text. When we're having, problem. Oh, we're sitting, here, <laughs> we're sitting over here having the time of our lives debating Cinderella and, you know, hard-hitting things yeah. like that. Making, you know, new... new Real topics. Yeah, well, real topics. <laughs> you know, changing minds, Brady. Changing lives, really. We're sitting there thinking to ourselves, you know, I never looked at it from Prince Charming's perspective, which was actually a brilliant move See? of pretending like if your wife isn't all dolled up, you have no idea who she is. And she's not welcome at all in the house. Dressed up in those sweatpants and that awful shirt with holes in it over the nipple, but you can't even have fun to try to pull the nipple out of the hole because she gets mad. Come on! <laughs> well, we're all having that kind of fun, goofing around with the new theories on Prince Charming after I saw Cinderella. Uh, over here. Hi, Richard. You got Toledo fighting with listeners over uh, modern-day politics. One after another, screaming about Is Hunter Biden, really? screaming about uh, the probably going all the way back to the blue dress. I bet Damn you that's right <laughs> So the libtard and the MAGA weirdos are right at it in our office while Brett and Brady and I are just tap dancing, having time of our lives like the end of Lord of the Rings with the midgets dancing <laughs> on the bed. Uh, so a theme song for your boys at it again. Because poor Toledo takes the slings and arrows for this and all he's doing is just answering your text that you got mad at him for before it even started. Brad, I'm going to start with you. All right. This one I pretty much sums it all up. I mean, everybody's going to agree with this one. But uh, the guy's name is Ice Boy Ben, and this is the Cuck song. Oh, there's an actual. I'm going to give you, I'm going to give you a warning here. Okay. After the first four so, uh, lines repeat, then you got to be on the ninja fingers. Okay, here we all go. Right, so. All right. Here's the Cuck song. Here we go. Oh, no. I'm getting Toledo'd. No, oh, I'm turning the wrong one up. Oh, geez. I don't know where we are. I started again. Sorry, yeah, I started again. <laughs> Brett's up. All right, go ahead. Yeah. Hey, bitch, I'm a cock. <laughs> yeah. I like it so far. Hey. Bitch, I'm a cock. Got two more of those. Bitch, I'm a cock. Oh, bring it. Bitch, I'm a cock. Bitch, I'm a cock. Right now. I'm watching you fuck. I'm watching you fuck. I'm watching you fuck. I can get it. I'm watching you Bitch, I'm a cock. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I, think I, I think I get the theme. <laughs> I, think, I thought it would turn on. It really doesn't go. Uh, but I like that. Bitch, I'm a cock. By Ice Boy Ben. Yep. That's a pretty good theme for Toledo. Brady, what do you have? Well, it's a cyclical thing with uh, Toledo because all of a sudden the emails start coming in and there's a certain topic and all Mm -hmm. of a sudden it just one of them gets him and he has to dive in and he knows it. So I went with Whitesnake. Here I go again. (laughs) He can't help himself. Going down the only road he's ever known. Never even looked at the other side. He's made up his mind. He ain't wasting no more time. Diving in. Just another heart in need of rescue. Now he gets off. And a liberal, no, he's a liberal, you know, love tart. Waiting on love, sweet charity. He's waiting for handouts. I see what Brady did with that liberal cuck white snake song. Well, if you're going to argue with a cuck and he's got a theme song, you're going to argue with a libtard and he's got a theme song, you might as well go with a band that we all like, but we know deep down, a bunch of 
libtards inside this thing. <laughs> this is a lefty swinging band coming strong at it. One of the lyrics in this song is Mother F Uncle Sam. They hate the United States, these guys. Rage Against the Machine. Take the power back! a perfect band for Toledo. They should follow him around. Oh, yeah. He should be there. Toledo should be the opening act. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> opening for Rage Against the yes. Machine uh, monologues by Toledo. <laughs> He's just going to read text strings between him and the manga right. <laughs> and Sell out! Yeah. <laughs> Sell out! <laughs> Who will it be this week? Will it be Whitesnake? Here I go again. Brady, I thought you were going to go with your Karma Chameleon. Yeah, I was looking at that one, too. I heard that that Thompson Twins. I was like, do you want to win? Thompson Twins. Lies, 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 lies. jeez. Up, up, and away with that one, dude. Yeah, yeah. Uh, No fifth dimension, but, you know. I'm a cuck. Bitch, I'm a cuck. Ice Ice Boy Boy Ben. Ben. The cuck song. And then, of course, Rage Against the Machine taking the power back. Who will win? Vote. Holmberg at 98kupd.com. You can text 97936. Uh, easy enough. Or you can call us, I suppose, 585-9800. We're not going to answer it, but you can be the last call because I'm just not going through that. The phones hang up on everybody. Uh, so we'll get that all straightened out. But we'll have them. If they're ringing, you'll be the last call if John Gordon picks that number. Right now, you vote. We find out what the votes are. And we come back with the results. Rock Wars. It's 98. Still streaming. Holmberg's Morning Sickness, online at 98kupd.com. All right, we're in the center of Rock Wars right now, trying to figure out how to make this work. A theme song for when Toledo is at it again. Your boy's at it again. Hi, Richard. Hi, Richard. And they get in arguments on those text lines we don't know about, and we find out about it the hard way. Run till dad, they say. Uh, uh, and we've got our suggestions. Brady suggested for Toledo's theme song when he gets political on the text to be White Snakes. Here I go again. Now this will play whenever I get an email that says your boy's at it again. We'll hit the the theme song and boom, we got to talk about why he's doing it. Uh, Brett chose "I'm a Cuck Bitch" or "Bitch I'm a Cuck." The Cuck by, song. The Cuck song, right? By uh, Ice Boy. Ice Boy Benjamin. 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 Orr. That's right. <laughs> and I chose uh, "Take the Power Back" by Rage Against the Machine. Cuck band for a a Cuck topic. Says, all good picks today, says Melissa, Melissa. But I vote for Brady. I'm thinking of adding that song to my karaoke rotation. It's been a while since I've heard it. I'll practice it right now. That's the only reason. Melissa, you just might as well have emailed me. It says, I'm a boring, lonely lady. (laughs) The word karaoke rotation scares me to death. She competes every week. See it, Ernie's. Have you seen those? They get yes. serious. Oh, it's oh, yeah. legit. Competitions. They get mad because I yeah. accidentally was involved in one at the Grapevine. And I did my version of, uh, um, what's the one with Diana Ross and Lionel Richard? Endless, Endless love. love. And I do both parts. Right, right. And uh, the lady that was going to win got really angry because I have the highs and the lows. And I wasn't even entered in it. What's some sort of novelty nonsense? I'm like, you sang Tom Jones. Like, <laughs> what's more novelty than that? Uh, this one says, I think uh, the song for Damaged, oh wait, what is it? 
Oh, that, never mind. He's talking about something else. I thought that was it. Uh, vote for you, John. I already voted on text, but this is America. And who says I can't vote as many times as I want? Hunter would do it that way. God damn it. <laughs> Solid choice, Johnny. But the day goes my boy. Voting for the guinea. Two slurs and one email. Nice. Being the guy that threw cuck on Toledo in the first place years ago, I have to stay true to those cuck roots. I'm voting for Brett. That's from Scott. Uh, this one says, I vote for Brady. This one says, I really like Brett's choice, but in an effort to save your ninja finger, I'm voting for Brady against my better judgment. It's a good song. Uh, great picks, gents. Once again, I have to text an argument with the cuck. I was dragged down to a new level, and then I learned I don't have to the, have the experience of a mega retard to know that I don't agree with him. <laughs> I can't believe I'm going this direction, but I'm voting for Brady. And that is the way it went. Uh, this one says, Brett, what happened to you? Where's the rock? I'm disappointed. Brady, you pandered. Finally, good job. And you chose a rock song, long hair and everything. John, I love the band and I hate this song. I think I'm going to vote for Brady this week. Brett, bring your A game next week, please. You're ruining rock wars when Brady wins. And that's how it went. <laughs> all the way down the list. That's Brady, And that's how it went. There's more, but they are all Brady votes. Brady got 10 before you and I got to 5. Now we're screwed next week. 10 to 4 to 4. Yes, I know. The <sighs> best fifth dimension song for a... Yeah. Uh, Ooh, that's a good topic. A gender <laughs> reveal party. Uh, so Brady won the emails. Did he win over there on the... Oh, my God. Facebook and text. Oh, my God. Running away. John Garden, uh, one through five, I'm guessing. Gordon, yeah, so last he, call. He's basically got one shot, and it's JG. Oh, he's got last call also. Oh, he's got last oh, call. that's right. Yeah, one that's through right. five. Number four, he says. Facebook, which is Number Brady. Number four is Facebook. That's Brady. We're yes. going to lose a little white. Brady gets his first win of 2023. Congratulations. Nice job, Brady. Threw a little white snake at us and changed changed lives. And so this will play every time our boy is at it again. You have it loaded up and ready to go? I'm loading it right now. All right. It's not a bad song. And it does kind of fit in. It's a Get sad, lonely stories. man singing about repeating the same mistakes. All by himself. Nobody in the room's on his side. <laughs> He's way Nobody. too way too far over to the left. Way too far. Way too. Goes home, gets beat up by his wife. Yeah. <laughs> that yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah the new one doesn't beat him up. Yeah, the old yeah, one that. used to pretty bad. But in fairness, she's gotten all of us. Yeah. <laughs> we wouldn't have said Nobody's winning those fights. True. She'll shiv you in your sleep, that one. All right, here I go again. It's a white snake, everybody. Brady, you're the winner this week. The entertainment drill's coming up. Congratulations. Brady's on the board, everybody. Uh, that sex doll is one step farther from Brady, 6-9 and with next January. It's 98KUPD. Arizona's most powerful rock radio station. He said fully erect. 98KUPD. The podcast you are listening to of Holmberg's Morning Sickness is brought to you by my friends at Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Meet, mesquite, repeat. Trust me on this one. You've had barbecue before. But you haven't had it this good. Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Eric'sFamilyBBQ.com. There's only one Eric's Family Barbecue location in Arizona. That's right, just one. It's in Avondale, and it's worth the drive over and over again. Barbecue restaurants that have several locations usually cut their quality for expansion. Not Eric's Family Barbecue. Eric serves Texas-style barbecue that never disappoints, always delicious, never rushed, and prepared to perfection. Now, we know brisket is king, but have you tried their pulled pork with coleslaw? It's a match made in heaven. Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Meet, mesquite, repeat. Go to ericsfamilybbq.com for more information. Still streaming. 
Holmberg's Morning Sickness. Online at 98kupd.com. Does that count? That counts, right? That she's in it. That's a good idea. Tony Katane's dead. We can do that White song. Snake in the uh, Night of the Living Dead. I think that counts. I'm sorry, Melissa, but if you have a karaoke rotation, your weekends are everything I never want to be. I understand going out getting drunk and doing a song. Like You end up doing Love Shack, and about four minutes in, you realize it's seven minutes long. You're like, this is an error in judgment. <laughs> I took Chuck Powell and his brother once, uh, the great radio legend Chuck Powell, and I went to uh, the grapevine. And uh, his brother goes, I'll be right back. Like he walked away, like he knew the number of the song. He didn't even have to look in the book. And he's doing some country song. And he goes, that's the one I always do. And then Chuck gets up and he goes, I'll be right back. And I'm like, Chuck has one too. I'll be right up. I'm going to do my song. <laughs> and the next thing you know, you see Chuck standing over there next to a table of fairly decent looking girls. And I want to fall in love now. <laughs> I'm like, Chuck, that's my jam. I'm like, get off of this. Stop it. You're making a fool of yourself. Oh, I'm sending like, that, that audio to him. Awesome. No. <laughs> Did it work? Uh, I think he. I think he made some time with him. I think we got something going. There. That sixty-year-old broad fell for me. <laughs> yeah, there was a. One of the girls liked him, but I, I remember. I don't. I think I ended up in the car with him at the end of the night. I think. Oh, yeah. So yeah, it worked. I blew. So him. it did work. Yeah, I blew him. I blew him hard. Right. He's a good man. Chocolate Baron. Yeah. What a wicked game we play. <laughs> Never felt this way. Do you listen to the edge? What a wicked thing to do. This turtle man singing to me. Anyway, I love Chuck. I miss him. Uh, it's time now for the entertainment drill. It's brought to you by our friends over at reactdefense.com. Com, the home of Tactical Black Self-Defense Training. And not only are they doing the glorious uh, Valentine's Day special right now for couples, 189 bucks. Any twosome that wants to walk in and say, we're a twosome. If it was me and Chuck, walk in there, we'd be a twosome. We'd get to train for that price. The two of us, total price, all-inclusive. Boom, you get that. Also, they've got their uh, women's self-defense course coming up in April. That's in there. Also in April, they're going to do the uh, CCW stuff. They're going to start doing that. Now, I want you to go to the website to check that out. They do uh, a weapon safety, a gun safety seminar that is amazing, which includes the retention and uh, everything about like a 21-foot rules included, which you and I did together, which is an insane test. Once you do that, you realize, oh, my Lord, the world changes at 21 feet to try to unholster, draw, aim, and fire a weapon when somebody with bad intentions is flying at you. There's an article I saw today, too. And I actually kind of like yesterday I made that claim that, you know, they keep paying attention to make the shooters infamous and not the heroes. Uh, Yahoo did an article that said amid plague of shootings, bystanders are becoming heroes. Uh, and that's what it is. A seventh grade science teacher broke one up uh, and he just realized I don't have to die. And that's all this is. That's all self-defense is. It's realizing the situation has gone crazy. And I can fight back. And that's what they teach over there. The self-defense seminar for women in April is 99 bucks. Anybody can get in on it. And uh, you'll go there and you'll be like, wow, eye-opening. Uh, just a, it's, a, it's a revelation in all the things you think you know versus what you end up knowing. And you're going to walk out of there, especially women who do jobs that require being around strange people, bartenders, real estate agents, uh, all sorts of even Just being in your office and having to walk out to your car at night. You never know. Uh, it's a weird place. It's a strange time. 
and a lot of people are involved out there. It's always been like this, though. So learn to defend yourself and do it the right way with the right people who have been here for over 20 years uh, in a combined, like, 90 years of training. I mean, I can't even imagine how much is going on in there. Uh, ReactDefense.com. It's the home of tactical black self-defense. Brady, entertain me. Yesterday we heard about Pamela Anderson shilling away for her documentary that's coming out. And she had that story about Tim Allen flashing her right. home improvement set. And he's like, no, did not happen. But it wasn't a dirty flash. To be fair, she keeps saying, I'm not mad at him. I just said he did it. Yeah, and he's denying it all mm-hmm. together. Well, now she's accusing Sylvester Stallone of propositioning her. Everyone propositioned her. She says he, Shoot off- your shot. Yeah. he offered me a condo and a Porsche to be his number one girl. And he says, that's the best offer you're going to get, honey. You're in Hollywood now. Okay, so it was a poor offer. It was and poorly replied, placed. Does that mean there's a number two? Yes. Here, you got a portion of condo. Yeah. <laughs> Pipe down. All you to. have to do is be hot. She says, I wanted to be in love. I didn't want anything less than that. So you turn it down and you move on. Stallone denies it. it I, I'm, I'm mad at Stallone for denying it. That's a nice thing. That's what he had to offer. She was he in denies demand. Part. He's like, maybe part of a condo that I had owned, but well, I'd never offer a Porsche. Maybe not. <laughs> Here's the thing. If five or six people are trying to hire you, you're in demand. The person with the right. best offer right. is going to be the one you go with. So Stallone threw his pitch. Yo, you know, I know you can get, you know, D anywhere you want, but can you get a condo and a nice 911? There's on the table. It's the best offer you're going to get. It's like Shark Tank. I was just going to say, yeah. I'm, and for that reason, I'm out. <laughs> and I'm out. And that's all she says. You know what? I'm going to I'm gonna weigh my options. That's nice, but I don't think that's the best I can do. I'm looking for love. Can't offer any love. You know, I already got that, Adrian. <laughs> so he couldn't offer her love. He tried to offer some stuff. In the early 90s, every guy wanted to just simply throw their D in Pamela. She's waiting to go, all right, what's in it for me? A condo and a Porsche? I'd have blown sly for that. She went with the rock star. Yeah, she went for what ended up being Tommy Lee and the disaster. And Kid Rock. And Kid Rock. And, and Brett Michaels. And, and then the movie producer guy and, and that she's back and forth with. And a lot, anyway. She hosed a lot of yeah. dudes. That was not going to be hard for her. What was going to be hard was somebody locking her in. Had to be a hell of an offer. If Tripp offered me a, a, an amount of money and said, you know, I know that there's five other stations that want you. And the amount of money was kind of piddly. And then the morning mess was like, we'll give you a portion of condo in the same amount that he's going to get. I'm taking the portion of condo and I'm going to start doing, you know, what I read in Glamour Magazine uh, trivia over at the morning mess. and like a, a crank call every three minutes. You've been over to L.A. and checked out some celebrity gravestones. Oh, yeah. Here's a, a few more that you might not know. Bob Ross. Oh, I know he's got one. He's got a. Portrait and the words television artist. Huh. Merv Griffin. Where are they buried? It doesn't say where they're oh. buried. You can find that on findagrave.com. Big fan of that. Seriously? Yeah. Merv Griffin, creator of Jeopardy and Wheel of Fortune. I, I thought you went by this one, but it says, uh, I will not be right back after this message. I don't know that one. Mel Blank. That's all, folks. Yeah. Yep. Um, Corey Haim. That's all, folks. <laughs> Has his nickname, Hamster. Oh, the Hamster's on there. Chris Cornell. I did go by Corey Hames, and the funny thing was, instead of flowers, they just sprinkle crack on it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they put sadness and crack on his grave. Chris Cornell says, uh, voice of our generation and an artist for all time. Yeah. 
Hard to deny that. You can find out where all that, like the internet is amazing because you say, where's Chris Cornell buried? And not only will it show you, it'll show you exactly in the cemetery and it'll show you uh, the tombstone. Like the, the, there's some people that go around, take those pictures and put them up there. And then one website has all of it. And it is great. If you ever go to Forest Lawn, if you're ever in Burbank, I know there's a lot to do in Los Angeles, but when you're a weirdo like me, Burbank or Glendale, California, two of the most magnificently beautiful museums are, are cemeteries. And Forest Lawn is stunning. And you'll run across celebrities. It's like celebrity sighting and they can't run away. The Oscar nominees <laughs> are out. <laughs> like normal, you know. Include 16 first-timers in acting categories. Like Michelle Yeoh for Everything Everywhere All at Once. Um, Brendan Fraser. Fraser. Fraser? Fraser. That's new to you? Fraser. I know there's an SH in it. You can calm down. <laughs> From The Whale. And uh, Steven Spielberg became the only person nominated for Best Director in six different decades. The Fableman's movie, evidently. Have you seen it? I haven't. Here, it's great. But is it Best Director type movie? I don't know if there's no, like, I don't know. Why wouldn't it be? If it's a well, just because it's well, it's just because it's one of those. It's not something you're like, wow, the direction. I haven't seen it, but it seems like just kind of a normal. Like, there's nothing spectacular about the direction. Like Avatar, even yeah. if I don't like it, like there's a lot of work going into that as the director. It seems like I guess most direction is what I'm kind of going after. It doesn't seem like that. Yeah. That's kind of standard fare for Spielberg, isn't it? Sure, like, it's not really a hard high, one. I guess isn't it yeah. standard fare for Tom Brady to be the goat? Like. Except for this past year? Well, when he doesn't do magnificent things, he doesn't get uh, MVP. You know, and that's uh, what this I, would okay, be. Okay, I yeah. guess. Justin Bieber set the bar too high for himself. Well, yeah, he's, I mean, he's got Jurassic Park and all these great movies, and then this one's like, oh, it's a it's a movie about a family in a kitchen, and you're like, oh, okay. Well, it's I his life story. I know. It's pretty, it's a, it's supposed to be phenomenal. Justin Bieber sold his music catalog for $200 million. I got to, I got to. Applaud that one. That's for the him. biggest deal for anyone in Justin's uh, generation. I don't think he's interested in doing it anymore. I, I, I think he's checking out. He's going through the motions right I, now. Well, right now, yeah. I don't. I think he's kind of like. Been. I yeah. like. I like banging Haley. I think the boats are nice. I'm on those a lot, and we're having a nice time. And I don't want the pressure of the crap. Like he broke down, being Justin Bieber and two hundred million. I'm, that probably as high as that's going to be right now. Because if he doesn't do anything from here on out, two hundred ninety titles. Good for 200 him. 200 mil. That's pretty good. Go get him, Biebs. I think I'd check it. If I didn't, I was like 30 and I'm like, I've got $200 million. I'm, Haley Bieber wants to be with me all the time. I'm going to just go sailing. Yeah. Controversy. Uh-oh. John, I know somebody who works at Forest Lawn. And the area where the big celebrities are buried is actually yeah. gated off. There's some of that. You cannot just be average person and gain entrance. Well... I haven't had some experience with okay, this. Okay, Killjoy. There are, in the mausoleum, there's some stuff you can't get to. Right, I was so, with you I've, in that I've, area. I've been in that. So when you go up and walk the grounds, there's a few, like Clark Gable and a few big ones that are in gated areas that you can peek through, but you can't get in the gate. There's a museum there with American history artifacts you won't believe. There's stuff from World War II that we had shipped over when Poland had to hide all its riches because the Nazis were coming. It's there. You don't even know it. It's amazing artwork and stuff like that. And then, you know, the middle, I went to Walt Disney's thing because the gate was open. It's not like these 20-foot walls. Some are. But there's a few little areas they've boxed off that you can't get to. Like Michael Jackson's inside the Muslim. You can't go to it. Right. Yeah, I remember because yeah. I asked you where Michael was. He's in there and you've got to go. Yeah. And, but you can go in and I think there's like George Burns. Like there's a few you can go walk through. Is it but, Bob Hope you showed me? Was I that? don't know. Probably. 
We walked around because the doors are open. You can go right in. Another one. uh, John, I'm having a smoke break at work. I happen to work just outside React Defense. Oh, yeah? I've been noticing how fast people rip into this parking lot. (laughs) These are some excited MFers, man. What has Jay got going on there? Jay does some work in there. Gets you excited (laughs) to be inside. Yeah, they need a self-defense driving course in that parking lot. Never be late for class. Yeah, that's right. Somebody must have been running tardy. (laughs) I'm one of those people that kind of shoots in there a little bit quick sometimes. So, yeah. Stop smoking. That's what Jay says. (laughs) Get in there and work out. Put your smokes down. Uh, We're all done. That's it for us on this beautiful Wednesday. Larry's coming up next. He's got himself some tickets to give you. You fest I believe. Muse. Uh, You can go see Chuck. Powell at, Chuck the, Powell at the, at the <laughs> grapevine singing, uh, and, uh, Chris Isaac. He Chuck went Powell, right after wow. too, but it was uh, he and his brother. And then I found out that his dad is like one of the most renowned Willie Nelson impersonators in the Midwest. That's what he does for a living. Look up Chuck Powell's dad. I, I forget his name. Something Powell, Willie Nelson Willie impersonator. Powell. I don't know if he, he might have changed the name to Willie. He's kind of that way. And he's a he's a Willie Nelson impersonator. If he's still alive, I don't know if he passed since I last spoke to Chuck. But he and his brother both had go to songs at the grapevine. It was hilarious. And Chuck took that mic and walked over to that table of ladies because he was brave. <laughs> what a wicked thing to Harlan say. Powell. That might be him. Oh, if that's if he's dressed as Willie Nelson, that's our guy. Anyway, Larry's coming up next. He's got tickets to Harlan Powell's show and oh so much more. You guys have a great day. We'll see you tomorrow right here in the morning segment. So long! Arizona's most powerful rock radio station. He said fully erect. You've been listening to Holmberg's Morning Sickness Podcast, brought to you by our friends at Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Meet, mesquite, repeat, Eric's Family BBQ.com.